Three, two, one. Hey, what's up, capers? Thought Junkie here from Capes Eat Free. Next to me, I have Chad, the resident movie nerd. Uh, Chris, the film school dropout. Ryan, the collector. The collector. Uh, why is there a uh after uh, film school dropout, huh? Uh, you don't know your identity yet? Yeah. We're like three shows in. <laughs> no, I. <I've... laughs> what's going on? No, I, 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 I just, I, it's the emphasis. You have to get that, that, that big dramatic pause. Gotcha. Boom. Very why. cinematic. All right. Yeah. Are you sure you film, dropped out of film school? I, I, I dropped out a film. I did actually finish film school, but I did drop out of a film school. So the name still applies, but you know. Was it one of those online classes? Like from an, like an online institution like Arizona <laughs> no, University? No, it was a very Phoenix. expensive institution <laughs> okay. that I couldn't afford after. So, yeah. That's... It was through Craigslist? <laughs> <laughs> no, we call those back pages. But no, no, back this pages. is a real school. This is a real school. We don't talk about are... back pages. The government doesn't allow that anymore. So, uh, uh, you know, you're the resident film nerd. Um, <laughs> film school dropout, what are you drinking there? Oh. We're having a beer called uh, L.A. Calling, Keller Beer, or a B.R. I don't know. The, the beer is spelled with the B-I-E-R, so I don't know if it's pronounced differently when mm -hmm. it's spelled like that, but, you know. Uh. From the Concrete Jungle Brewing Project out of Ventura, California. And Martin, why did you, uh, why did you pick this one out? Uh, I saw a big... I, go, I went to Verdome Liquors this morning uh, before... That's why I usually get the the beer that we're going to be presenting in the podcast. They have a very eclectic selection there. They, they do have a great collection. And then I saw this big mouth on it and it, with a megaphone, and it reminded me of Jack Nicholson's Joker, who we're going to be viewing today in our podcast of what film? Batman. 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 1989, the first one, Michael Keaton. Yes, and... Uh, Collector, you have some uh, fun stuff to show us today, don't you? Okay, I I, am, I, I do, and I uh, look forward to going into... So, I brought two things to show you guys today. Ooh. And unlike where, you know, I tend to maybe bring something a little more expensive, that's not the case this time, but they are very special items. So, the okay. first one, in 1974, DC decided to make the first ever reprint of the big books from the original day, the first appearances. So what this is, it's called a famous first edition. It's from 1974. It's a enlarged version of the first appearance of Batman from yeah. Detective Comics 27. And interesting story about this book is when it came out in 74, a lot of people were trying to use it to essentially fake first appearance of Batmans and sell them for big money. So really? you had to be really careful back then. Um, Cause what they would do is that this is essentially, this first part is an overlap, this gray area in black. Yeah. They would detach that, take it out, and use the inside. But it's much bigger than the actual first appearance. So if you know what you're doing, you know this is not the first appearance of Batman. You know it's a reprint from 74. But people were trying to take advantage of people back then. Um, I guess you could say the grading companies have helped with, uh, and just time in general, but the grading companies have helped with that not happening anymore. So that is the first item. Um, and, it's cool. a, and it's an exact replica. So you get yeah. everything from the original book, which is really cool. The ads, the, the stories, not just the Batman stories. Um, so yeah. Detective how much is this worth now? Um, I bought this for 75 bucks. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. So it's not, it's not like a dollar. A, a lot cheaper than getting the actual one. So yeah, well the, you know, the, the, let's see, a, a, a coverless copy missing the centerfold, which is the, the middle wrap just sold for 40, about $42,000 at Ooh. auction. And that was, it was a ratty copy. It had tape all over it. Other issues. Slightly brittle pages, so did to Bruce put Wayne buy that? What the hell? Hmm? <laughs> did Bruce Wayne buy that? Bruce Wayne did buy that. Yeah, <laughs> he has the money for it. What's so. worth more, uh, 
Action, action comics, comics number, number one, one or detective comics? Tell you before you even ask. Okay, action okay, comics. you know where I was going. Yeah. Action yeah. comics number cute. one is the preeminent book, but detective detective comics twenty seven comes in a relatively close second. Weren't they both from? Is it about the same year? Thirty nine. So action Superman? action one was June of thirty eight. Detective came out in early early mid thirty nine. Okay, so, so a close. Little, a little yeah. later. Gotcha. But um, both both from DC Comics. So you had uh, Joe Shuster and Jerry Siegel create the first Superman appearance. And you had Bob Kane and Bill Finger create the first Detective Comics, although there's a lot of controversy. There was a documentary about Bill Finger. Bob Kane really never gave Bill his due. So mm. um, We see a lot of that. The more I talk to you, the more I realize how people yeah. should have gotten credited, but they didn't. That, yeah, that happens a lot. But Bob, Bob definitely has gone down as being the worst. At least with really? Stan Lee yeah. later on, he, he's acknowledged Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. He's, he, he, he's publicly made you know comments saying how... He knew they really contributed a lot. With Bob Kane, he, I mean, Bill Finger died a penniless, poor soul. I mean, and he gave so much. The Batman that we've come to know and love was because of uh, of Bill Finger, not because really of Bob Kane, to be honest. Yeah. So. But that, yeah, like, um, I think we talked about this during Batman Begins a little bit, our recording. Like, yeah, it was only recently that Bill Finger got that recognition. So Correct. when we watch this movie today from 1989, there will be no mention of... Uh, of Bill Finger in the credits, yeah. <laughs> so the second thing I brought, and this is going to be really quick, but uh, this is something that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, I grew up watching the Batman 1992 animated series, and it was a dream of mine to someday meet the voice behind Batman, Kevin Conroy, Ooh, who I really yes. consider more Batman than anyone else. I mean, yeah. listening to his voice is uh, it's otherworldly, and I finally got to meet him at a convention as well as some other people. Ooh. So what I got here is Whoa. this is essentially the cover to uh, Batman Animated Adventures number 12, the first appearance of Harley Quinn ever in a comic book. But I got some other signatures on it. So I met Kevin Conroy. He's right here. I got his signature. I got the woman who uh, does the voice for uh, Poison Ivy. And, and only for a little while. Not not often. But her name's Diane Pershing. Nice. Uh, and then I got uh, Lauren Lester, who played the original, who did the voice for the original Robin in Nightwing. And then I got an interesting nice. signature. Her name's Andrea Romano. She was actually the casting director for 85 episodes and let me just tell you casting director you tend to think like they just casted it she was the the person giving the direction behind the voices so wow it's pretty it's cool. a cool piece i'm gonna get more signatures when i can of like arlene sorkin who was the original um harley quinn and anyone else that i can i want to i want to really get this just signatured out as much as i can because it's just mark mark hamill Oh, I gotta get Mark Hamill. Yeah, <laughs> I so, know he's the Joker. So yeah. this is a special piece for me, and uh, yeah, I just wanted nice. to show it. Nice, very cool. Very that's cool. great, man. That's that looks really cool. That's uh, no, you put that away. So that 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 Batman cartoon is so iconic, and mm -hmm. I didn't even realize that the score for the Batman animated series in '92 was taken from this movie that we're about to watch. Yep. Yeah, I know there was a little bit of contention in a previous podcast about that, but uh, only for a short while. I mean, yeah, it's uh. It was a great decision because it represents that opening theme to the Batman anime series so perfectly. I mean, it's just so amazing. So, I think I anyway. think you guys can already guess how many episodes of the Batman animated series I've seen. How many have you seen? Uh, none actually. <laughs> we, same with uh, X Men. Uh, same with uh, I, I don't. I know. Well, that, I know. That, that is going to get taken care of uh, podcast uh, capers because uh, I have brought. Uh, Chad, the uh, entire series. No, no, no! Hold on, hold on, so. hold on! You didn't bring it to Chad. Who really wanted to watch it? Well, more Maggie, I guess. Yeah, my wife. Yeah, <laughs> but still. It's okay, still. I'll catch so some. I'll watch some. Maggie. She'll make him watch. Maggie, okay, Maggie, I'll watch great. some. Maggie, Chad's wife, Maggie. She just she wanted it, but I brought it for the moon. So I'll uh, check it out. Anyway.
Um, two more quick things before we get started. We're, I'm happy as we're recording this, it's about a week away from the release date, but we are releasing this actually on Batman Day, which also happens to be the day that uh, that whole streaming service is going to be released. Oh, DC, DC Universe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. That's it's hitting so today. Fun. Today. It's hitting today, yeah. Today, yeah. <laughs> we just okay. time-traveled. <laughs> when you're listening to this, it will have happened a week okay. ago. I'm speaking fourth-dimensionally, okay? So, <laughs> um, and, and the one thing I wanted to really quickly, uh, I want to give a shout-out to one of our biggest fans the last few weeks, Mr. Chris Nelson. You've listened to all of our podcasts and gave us some great feedback, so thank you so much for that. Chris Nelson. We raise our L.A. calling to you. Thank you, <laughs> Chris. L.A. calling thank to, you, Chris Chris. to Chris Nelson. To Chris Nelson. All right, you guys, anything else before we get started? Uh, no, looking forward to this one. This is a good one. This is a good one. Good old-fashioned Tim Burton fun. Yep. Yeah. All right. Three, two, two one. one. Let's Batman. go. Batman. I'm Batman. Starts right with the iconic Danny Elfman score. Oh, that's that's right song. away. Oh, yeah. it's so good, Get so iconic. Um, I got a bat boner. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> now everyone knows. We shouldn't sit so close. <laughs> yeah, can you move a little to the mic? Jack Nicholson, man. Jack Nicholson. How much money his did he make? First. Sixty million off the that's, box yeah. office. Whoa, Chris just pointed out his name goes first, not yep. Batman's. That's He's crazy. Over Michael Keaton, he wow. was the bigger star. I mean, at this point, I know, I know. But yeah, still. he had he uh, he held the record for many years for highest but, paycheck for a movie after the after this. The name of the movie is Batman I know, I know. by Michael Keaton. It's crazy. I mean, that wouldn't happen again until Batman and Robin Schwarzenegger was credited first. Wow. Really? Yes. Really? Over. Um, Clooney? Was it Clooney in Batman? Yes, it was Clooney. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I, I gotta be honest, I have a tough time even talking right now because this yeah. opening it just it hits me right in my oh, soul. It's great. It does. Oh. Robert Wall. Who's, I remember who's he was plays, big. Who does he play? Robert Wall. He's this the me reporter. Right? He's no, he's the oh, reporter. He's a reporter, right? This no, Billy when D. I was a kid. Billy D. Williams. When I was a little oh, kid, right. Harvey Dent. I used to just, I used to come home and just sit in front of the television, and just hit play. As soon as this score came on, yeah, I felt like I was a god. It really <laughs> captures you right away, and da- yeah, yeah, Danny Elfman, just you know, one of his he many, you know, memorable contributions and collaborations with uh, Tim Burton. Yep, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh yeah. Yes. Did he do Edward Scissorhands, Danny, uh, Danny Elfman, or not? Uh, possibly because he, he, he did. He did. Uh, he did uh, yeah, there he is, Danny Elfman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did Beetlejuice, which was yeah. right, which was right okay. before this too. I know, Prince, I know, I know, Prince, Prince. Prince I know directors is... and, and and a lot of the the, the crew. I know that, but especially maybe the um, the uh, music, what's it called again? The person who does the music. Composer. Composer. I know they tend to stick together. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of so, times they yeah. do. Yeah. But um, yeah, I know this is amazing. Um, I did. I get more, I find myself as I get older, more and more excited about looking at the credits as something plays. As a kid, you know, it was cool because oh, you saw yeah. it, but you didn't understand it. Well, now. yeah, we've talked about this. We all work in the industry. We understand things now. We know our film yep. history and stuff, you know, so it's yeah, And actually seeing, like, some of the credits on some of the older movies like this one, you, you, you kind of forget some of the smaller players in it. Yeah. Like, if you haven't seen this in a while, you're not thinking about Harvey Depp being mm-hmm. uh, Bill Williams. Or Billy Azard. Where yeah. he, later on, later on in the movies in uh, Batman Forever or, um, yeah. or Batman Robin, it becomes um, Tommy right. Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. yeah. But so, so, but really quick, we did see the, uh, the the heads up to Bob Kane, but we should give due to mm-hmm. Bill Finger because he really did partially fifty percent and create you know the, the original Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Finger heads up. Bill so this up. Uh, this movie was completely shot on the Pinewood Studios backlot in England. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, uh, and they actually took up most of the backlot space on that set. It was massive. And... This and that... feels very Metropolis when you're looking at it, like with the sets really? in the background and <laughs> just the design of the city. So, so, so here we're going back into the good old um, flashback of, uh, or on a flashback, we're getting the origin story yet again, but, you know, obviously the first one ever on the cinematic screen, at least for um, a more, uh, you know, this, this, this version serious. of the... More of the serious tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah serious more Batman. serious tone yeah. uh, of, you know, the death of, uh, of, ba of Bruce's parents. And uh, once again, Detective Comics 33 is that first origin. Detective Comics 27 is the first ever Batman, so... Wow. At least Mar or Martha here has more lines in this film than she has in any of the other Batmans I've seen. Right. <laughs> She's so <laughs> nagging here. Ugh. You don't, you don't get to see the, the parents too much in any of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> Usually they're just flashbacks. A little bit in Batman Begins, I guess, but maybe more so in that actually than ever before now I think about it. Does anyone ever like living in Gotham in any of the Batman films? It's, like, it's never portrayed as a very good yeah, I don't, place. I don't, I don't no. think I ever call anyone saying, God, I love living in Gotham. Right. Not even Bruce. Is that Shill? No, I don't think so. <laughs> and... I feel, ooh. Yeah, so... Very much more involved murder. No, wait, this, wait, these aren't Bruce's parents, is it? Yeah. yeah oh, it is? Oh, sorry. I forgot this was a flashback. But oh, yeah, but this... but the but the origin of who uh, of killed him they you know they do it differently in some of the movies. And Wait, stuff. no, it's well, this no, it's isn't not. a flashback. That's what no. I thought. This is Batman helping oh. this couple. Oh, okay, oh. Ryan. Oh. Oh. I was like, no, wow, that's Tim Burton badass. Ryan the collector, I uh, got that wrong, and Tim did get me because I thought it was, I thought that's how it started. Yeah, again, yeah. But... Do you know the guy, the one who played the dad right there? Do you know that's uh, Biggs from Star Wars? Oh, I did. Garrick uh, Garrick Hagen, or I think that's his name. Yeah. Wow, so that was an intentional misdirect. That was, that was great. Misdirect. But we do we do get it, I believe, at some point. I feel uh, in this movie, I don't know. I thought if we, so. I mean, we had talked about this before. How, what, how, how many times that scene's been filmed right. of, of the Waynes <laughs> being killed? Yeah, Mr. Burden, you got us. Yes. So these, so oh, these, these guys who just robbed the, the the family, they they think there is no Batman yet, but yeah, they're in store for a little bit of a surprise. This one, the Batman, is oh, still a mystery. This is some really it's just good. a rumor. What, what did they use to f kind of lower him down? Do you think, like wires? Oh yeah, uh, definitely well, wires. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A, lot of, a lot of practical. It's not really still CG at this time, right? You know how dark this movie is. It actually, a lot of people complained how dark this movie was. They couldn't see anything. So when they released this on home video, they they actually brightened up the whole movie. Wow. Right. I really that's, didn't. That's a crime. I like this ex exposition here. I think it really worked. It didn't feel too cheesy. Um, no, no I agree. Great job with it. But yeah, this whole movie—it's it, this is a very big departure from what people were used to seeing as Batman. Before this, people were more familiar with the Adam West TV series from the '60s, which was very goofy, and you know, and this really darkened it up. And you know, even in the comics, he wears tights and everything, and you know, they, they kind of eliminated that whole that whole look, and yeah, just kind of established what Batman would would yep. become for modern yeah. audiences. Let's see, and it's, and it's just like I mean, I mentioned this back in Batman Begins that all these movie versions of Batman, he has bulletproof armor, which he doesn't have in the comics. Yeah, well, that's not his regular outfit in the comics. He has bulletproof armor, so because they shoot him, the first thing they do is shoot him, and he comes back to life. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, uh, and that's and that was his choice, right? That's Batman here is playing mind games with 
his victims and allowing himself to get beat up and killed or not killed beat up and like shot in order to resurrect and give that illusion of that he's something more than just a human right, right? He, has, he wants yes. to put fear in the heart of the villains right. we just heard uh the signature line i'm batman you yep. know and apparently it was michael keaton's idea too to kind of do a different like a deeper voice as Batman that mm-hmm. hadn't been done before. You watch like the old Batman that was never like changing that, their voice. Yeah, yeah. to to kind of hide his identity more. And obviously, that's something that's carried through to the you know all the different incarnations of Batman and, too. And we just saw Batman use the Batarang, which was first appeared in Detective Comics thirty one. And Detective Comics thirty one, very expensive book. Um, it has this just nostalgic, beautiful, mystified cover of Batman in this kind of ghostly background. Anyone who's seen it knows exactly what I'm talking about. And now we have Harvey Dent, first appearance, Detective Comics 66. So he really came a little bit later in the series, but um, he's a cool character. Good I villain. Mean, who's cooler than Billy, Billy D. Williams? Williams right? Right? Oh, yeah. Lando. Obviously, we don't yes. see Two-Face in this movie. <laughs> right. We just get him as Harvey Dent, but still. That he is... was under the impression that he would come back to play Two-Face, and obviously that didn't happen. He had it in his contract, and then when they ended up you know, bringing in uh, Tommy Lee uh, Tommy Lee Jones for uh, um, Batman Forever. They had mm-hmm. to buy out Billy D. Williams' contract. Really? Apparently. Oh, so uh, he didn't think he was coming back for Batman Returns? I'm not sure, but it was still open. Yeah, that was with uh, Penguin Academy. Another, 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 you know, him Billy D. Williams being another Star Wars actor. And there's another one who will point out when we get to him as well later mm-hmm. in this movie. And here we have Jack Nicholson as uh, Jack Napier. Jack Napier, right? Apparently, this was one of Jack Nip- Nicholson's favorite roles. Really? He, he used to watch it all the time. He loved it. He was a really big fan of, and that's cool because he was already like, I believe he was yeah. already an Oscar winner at this point, and just um, just had fun because he's so because the character is so unpredictable and yep. and uh, I mean, oh, so Ryan, you could talk a little bit about how the Joker's origin story is portrayed and how it differs from this movie because you actually kind of see his origin where a lot of the other appearances is left more mysterious, such as like the Dark Knight and things yeah. like that, which I think maybe I prefer. The mysterious origin but i don't know what do you um what do you think about that well no he's he's an interesting character so as as you all know i brought out his first appearance in batman number one in a in our batman begins podcast um and you don't you know you don't you don't get his origin in that that's just when he first appeared his origin uh came in a book where he's kind of mentioned as the red hood so he had a mm. bit of a mis- mystified kind of origin to start out he was a bit of a um you know, kind of wanted to be more than than what he was character, and you know, through that bad accident where he fell into the use, became the Joker and just the face and everything. Was that in the comics too? The vat falling in the vat. I was believe, that ever I believe okay. so. That is yeah. one of the story, like the Red Hood yeah, version yeah. of the story, what he falls into. Okay, I kind of like the mysterious origin, like Dark Knight. His his story changes and it's left kind yeah. of mysterious. It's kind of like Rashomon, where things are a little different. And um, oh yeah, I believe this. Is this the actor here, the the larger detective? He, oh. I believe, he's the one who played Porkins in uh, Star Wars, the <laughs> X one pilot who gets uh, who gets killed during the the Death Star trench run. So yeah, we got a bunch of Star Wars guys in this. Yeah, and then and then just to, so it was Detective Comics one sixty eight. So his, his origin did not come out until uh, nineteen. 51 the wow. book came out in 38 yeah, 39 yeah. so they it kept took, it secret for a they while kept it yeah. secret for a while yeah but i'll show my my fellow podcasters here's what the first cover looks like so you can see where Ooh, he, he has oh, this red hood and a kind of magic magician looking character to does him. he even have eye holes in there no i don't it's like a solid red face. hood and and in right. batman uh in the the gotham show as you recall they did do and they started that out with jerome who plays the yes. joker eventually so they lit they led into that into the tv series oh, wow. very cool yeah it's a very expensive book, not easy to acquire. But so that Red Hood animated Batman 
movie, probably one of my favorites. Yes, that is a great animated movie. Is it, so it's I, have, I haven't character? seen it. <laughs> um, okay, guys. So, so I I kind of messed this up. I feel like in the Last Batman, this is the guy in at least in the Gotham show played by Donald Donald Logue. Right? Isn't yeah, that the yeah, same character? Is, uh, oh, is it? I'm I have not, why, I'm not I, that familiar I, I, I with Harvey Bullock, right? Bullock. Bullock. Yes. Is this Harvey Bullock right. or Bullock. no? I always get that confused. Uh, I'm not so, I'm sure. There's Dennis Bullock. It is. Okay. I don't know. if Oh, Eckhart. Eckhart. No. Oh, Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. Coincidence? Later on. Well, I guess this guy, Eckhart, kind of takes on that Bullock role to me yes. a little bit. But, yeah. but maybe a little bit of a better a corrupt person. Corrupt cop. That's a and Not in the beginning, corrupting. obviously. Yes. So, who's Jack Napier here? He's he's essentially a, uh, a gangster, but like yes. a, a higher, mid-level gangster. But he takes it upon himself to want to be more, and that's where... Um, Jack Palance's character is kind of like the head of the the mm-hmm. gang, you know, the gang, if you will. Like Jack Napier wants to overthrow him, and that's where things don't go very well for Jack Napier, as we learn at some point soon when he becomes the Joker. I love this character. I, I if you guys remember this this guy's name, who is the gun? I love that guy, but he's I think he's a great actor. The guy behind Napier. Yeah, right I can now? never remember his yes. name. I'm oh. gonna find out right now though. Yeah. Good thing we have pocket computers. <laughs> pocket computers, yes. Very, very moody. Very. I mean, Jack Nicholson is so, just perfect for yep. this. I mean, they they had a lot of other options for casting. They thought about like I think Willem Dafoe at one point because they thought oh, he wow. looked exactly oh, like the Joker and, and just a lot of other people. But I mean, I'm I'm glad it worked out for Jack. I Nicholson. mean, Willem Dafoe wouldn't have been the worst choice. I mean, no. I, I mean, I think he could he would have did a great job, but he wouldn't have done this. He and, would not have done this. This is iconic. And that character, so the actor's name is Tracy Walter, and he plays Bob the Goon. <laughs> oh, nice. Bobby. So now we're seeing a little bit more of the outdoor sets that they built at Pinewood um, during the day, a rare daytime scene, right, in Gotham. Um, and actually, they left these sets up at Pinewood for years after this movie, thinking really? they would be used for sequels. Um, but then after this movie, which this was filmed in England, for the next three Batman movies during the course of the 90s, they all moved to Burbank and filmed on the Warner Brothers lot. Oh, wow. um, the reason, one of the reasons they had brought this to England was because the media hype was so high they kind of got away from it a little bit from the US media and filmed this in England and then this was the last Batman movie to film in England until Batman Begins in oh, 2005 yeah. so. did, it, Great. did we just see Commissioner Gordon? wasn't he that kind of older gentleman at that point? he's that in this it. Yeah. he is in this but I don't it's, think that was him yet okay mm. So now we got right now we're, we're not in the police station. We're at the uh, we're the, at the uh, the news the news his where he works. Have he's they handed reporter. the sketch off yet? Did that just happen? Yeah, that just yes, happened. Just oh, it just happened. That's a Bob Kane sketch, right? It's signed by Bob Kane. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, oh, and wow. it was, Bob Kane was originally supposed to have a cameo as the guy who hands it in, but he got ill or something and didn't make a he didn't make a um uh of cameo until so I think you, Batman Forever. So you but, mean he Bob Kane was trying to pull a Stan Lee before Stan Lee was doing yeah, the Stan Lee yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's too bad it didn't drawings. work out for him. But... No, I think he pops up. I think Batman Forever, he po- he has a oh, little cameo in one of those. Yeah, so, but... so really quick, Vicky Vale, uh, Batman 49, that's her first appearance. It's actually also the first appearance of the Mad Hatter, even though we don't get him in this movie. But uh, yeah, it came out in 1948. Have we gotten the Mad Hatter in any live action? I don't... Yeah, in the Gotham TV series. Oh, yeah, 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 I have not. Uh, but not, in a, in, not in a movie, though. No. Okay. Right, go ahead. Uh, so no one, no one talks about how, how we're in love. Look, so we're, we're all early 30s here in our 30s in general. Um, no one, we always talk about what Nolan did with the Dark Knight and with Batman Begins, and we always feel like, okay, the, the, the superhero world would not be what it is without Christopher Nolan. 
I don't think we give enough credit to this movie here. No. Maybe to people older, but I, I don't think our generation understands what this film did for the genre as a whole. I mean, yeah. you you know, you do some of the research and watch YouTube videos and you find out that there are people stealing the posters from bus stops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was, no, this was big. I mean, I think this was the biggest comic book movie since, I mean, you really had Richard Donner's Superman in 1978. And I don't. And then they made some terrible sequels during the course of the '80s, but and then there was this. Eleven years later, I don't really think there's any big yeah. comic success movie I mean, success I stories I in between. I don't, I don't think you can call the Supergirl movie from the early what was the early '90s, late '80s. I don't think you can call that. Or a uh, Howard the Duck, which was nope. like three years before yes. this. Uh, yeah. Nah, no, another Marvel. Maybe the Conan movies right. with Arnold Schwarzenegger, which yeah. those are based off comic books. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. And Chad, I mean, how much? Did this movie make? Uh, this movie was huge in 1989. This made, um, this had a, okay, this movie was made in about a 35 to $40 million budget. Think how small that sounds yeah. today, right? <laughs> and like this one movie, scene in this Matrix. movie made about 40-ish million in its opening weekend. Again, wow. huge for 1989. Grossed about 251 million domestic, Jeez. which again, huge. And then only, you know, back then foreign wasn't as big, about 160-ish foreign so 400 something worldwide on a 35 to 40 million dollar so, budget massive so, so massive. it's safe to say the fan base was ready for this yeah oh they yeah and i think they really te you know the poster for this is just like the logo you know that's all you need and yeah actually unadjusted for inflation this movie made more than justice league which i think is hilarious <laughs> uh, adjusted for inflation do, like domestically it's like over 500 million if you wow. adjust for wow. inflation just domestic which is yeah. so it's safe to say this movie was a massive 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 hit and no studios wanted this a lot of studios you know they were, they were considering doing batman as a comedy movie ivan reitman was attached yeah. at one point because yeah. yeah we said it was more batman was kind of a goofy thing before well, this yeah. the 1960s yeah. batman was the yeah which i love i grew up watching the adam west show I, I love that but this is just a completely different take and um, Warner Brothers ended up, you know, getting the rights and making it. And I think they, it, because they had done Superman in 1978 and they, you know, that all worked out really well for them. And, uh, yeah. but I mean, this was a huge hit. I think this was the, this was either the one number one or number two highest grossing movie in 1989. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was either right before it or right after it, something like that. Yeah. So were you going to say yeah. Chris? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I was, was going to say that this is, this, this scene we just watched is, um, you know, and um, I guess Jack Palance's character, um, Grissom, Carl who's Grissom. the big lead boss, and uh, Jack Napier, yeah. featured Joker, works for him. And he sends him on the mission to, to it's pretty much going to be a setup, where you see that he, he sees that he's been sleeping with his wife. Uh, the, the Joker's been, Jack mm. Napier has been sleeping with uh, Grissom's right, the boss's wife. Mm. And so if you, if, you, if you watch that scene, you'll see that he, he knows, you can tell that he knows, and he kind of sets him up on this mission to where mm. he's going to wind up being betrayed. Yeah. And we just got, we just got Alfred, uh, and I, I said in a previous podcast, but just once again, going to tell you that it's Batman 16, uh, this really ominous kind of dark figure on the cover with a blue background. It's really... Really cool um, looking cover for that book. Oh, and man, now we finally get Michael Keaton. Yeah, we do. We do. Michael Keaton. Wow, how, that's what, that's a good 18 minutes in. We don't get to see Bruce Wayne until 18 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so for Alfred, uh, we should, let's keep tabs on when we did Batman Begins. We talked about how Alfred was the mother figure and the father figure and, <laughs> and how much he nags Bruce and stuff. I don't know. Let's, yeah. we can see how much. Yeah, well, see. you can see he's kind of like. Cleaning up after yeah, him. Yeah, he's cleaning up after him and everything. And Michael Gao, who plays uh, 
Alfred here would go. Um, there's only two actors that appear in all the four Batmans from this. Pretty sure Bat- Commissioner Gordon does. Yeah, it's him. It's it's yeah. it's uh, Michael Gow as Alfred, and then Commissioner Gordon, that actor. And Michael Gow, oh, Tim Burton continued to use him up until right before his death. He's in Sleepy Hollow. He does voices in like Corpse Bride and really? and okay. some other stuff. I, I so he can, Tim Burton yeah. continued to use him in in some other movies. Well, Tim Burton seems a little uh, seems a little like loyal and devoted to like. Oh yeah, people. obviously yeah. using Michael Keaton multiple yep. and he's he seen his style of movies and obviously later on when he used when he works with Johnny Depp when he does other stuff oh yeah like, he, he stays loyal Can, yeah and Commissioner Gordon one of the one of the few characters that we get with Batman in his first appearance so a lot of characters really came later but for whatever reason Commissioner Gordon Detective Comics 27 we get him right away so. wow there's commercials Dr. Pepper commercials with Alfred <laughs> Around I this like time, to see that like oh, really? as Alfred or just with the actor? No, no, as Alfred. Oh, really? With it was like a Batman um, marketing opportunity. Oh, I'm sure they had they so did. many tie-ins. There were so yeah. many at oh, this yeah. time. Like there was Batman cereal. Um, awesome. I just watch a bunch of commercials. Were they little today. bat-shaped pieces? They were yellow. Yes. Like I'm just wondering, like who who manufactured this? There was no like Nabisco presents Batman. <laughs> it was no. This is Batman cereal. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, speaking of Tim Burton, can we just talk about the fact he was? We talked about this in a lot of podcasts. Looking retrospectively at how old people were, he was 30 years old when he directed this movie, which is Tim younger Burton than us. Jesus. Yes. Wow. Well, he would had come. He was hired because he had done. <laughs> He had done uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure four years before this, which was a huge hit for uh, Warner Brothers. And then he did Beetlejuice the year before this, and so he was hired off of those movies. Those were his only um, features before this, and, I mean, this obviously rocketed him into the the stardom. Does anyone know where this was shot? I would love to know where, like, what what mansion is this? Oh, uh, I mean, the interiors are probably mostly sets built at Pinewood, but um, the exterior is some uh, famous old you know mansion in england that i'm not sure what other movies it's been used for but seems like the best place to shoot something like this yeah well the uh i mean the the biggest set for this movie was obviously the bat cave which we have not seen right. yet but that took up like pinewood's like largest stage and apparently when they moved in to build all the sets a lot of the old sets from like aliens were still there you know really? like the big the queen's chamber from aliens and yeah <laughs> a lot of big movies uh filmed filmed at that studio and it seems like him being a reporter, um, this is when uh, Bruce Wayne kind of introduces himself to Bruce Wayne and, um, and uh, Knox. Vicky Vale. Yeah. And, um, and they, don't, they don't recognize him. Yeah. Like, this is our Bruce Wayne. The Nolan Bruce Wayne is one of the top ten most noticeable people in the world. This Bruce Wayne, Chris, like you're saying. Yes. Well, here's the thing. He's known by name in this movie. He's like, his, his name is famous, but his face doesn't go out as much. I mean, this is the ni- this is the 1980s, and there wasn't internet or TMZ and things like that, which, yeah. I mean, 2005 is still kind of the beginning of all that, too, when Batman Begins came out, but it may be... I mean, even the 80s, I guess yeah. you'd think he would be on TV or in newspapers, but No, but he, but, it's, he would have been in the newspaper, like, right. for yeah, you think so. you know, doing or the local news. or something. Yeah. yeah, it's weird that they yeah. didn't even know what he was I mean, like. maybe he made silent contributions, you know? Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I feel like. I feel like he's known by Wayne more Enterprise, but no one knows his face as much. Cause... But yeah, Michael, Michael Keaton was more known as a... Let's talk about his casting. He was more known as a comedic oh, actor at this point. He had done Mr. Oh, yeah. Mom and Night Shift and Beetlejuice right Mo- before this. Shift. And Multiplicity. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, <laughs> was ap- that was after this. Was that after? Well, that was, that was the 90s. But that, that was, was more his typecasting, though. Um, that was like 96. Which, by the way, I just wanted to say, give a little shout-out uh, to the, the late, great Jack Palance, who played one of my favorite characters in the history of the cinematic you know, 
of all time. City Slickers? Curly from City Slickers. <laughs> I mean, one thing. I mean, who doesn't know the one thing thing that he says to Billy Crystal? Like, he's the best. So. Um, but, uh, no, it's... Uh, but so there was a... We were talking about... Like, there was a lot of backlash when Michael Keaton was... Yeah. Announced. I'm surprised the studio even wanted because they wanted to make a more serious Batman, but then you're looking at casting yep. someone that's predominantly known as a comedian. So it wasn't until uh, Jack Nicholson was brought onto the project that this right. was going to get made, right? It was yeah, the, he uh, he was big, and then it was one of the producers' ideas, I think, for uh, Michael Keaton and Tim Burton had just worked with him on. Beetlejuice, yeah. and, and I think had seen, it was I forget the name of the movie, but he had seen him in a dramatic role and thought he had that range to bring to it. So. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, can we just appreciate the old school technology oh, yeah. that we're VHS, looking at? surveillance VHS. systems. Those yeah. cameras were like huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, were they just supposed to not notice those? And they're like, they're massive surveillance cameras. <laughs> well, were, it was behind the mirror. That's why it was behind the mirror, yeah. They oh, didn't okay, I got it. He's recording this. That he had to rewind back to see what happened. Like literally rewind. <laughs> is this our first Batman, or, or excuse me, is this our first Bruce Wayne that wears glasses? Bifocals? Uh, uh, maybe. I don't, recall. Yeah. I don't recall him wearing it ever. Before, yeah. So. Did the Adam West version ever wear glasses? I don't, I don't think, think Adam so, West in no. real life, as he got older, wore glasses, but I don't think in the show he ever did. I don't no, I don't so. think well, so. Well, if you think about it, I mean, that's. I watching this Bruce Wayne, he feels so vulnerable and lost, like a puppy that you just want to hold. Like he doesn't seem like that badass Bruce Wayne that we grew up uh, watching, like on the cartoon that Chad hasn't seen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like he he feels down. very vulnerable. So this is, no, uh, I, I like that. I always talk shit about you not seeing things, but I like the fact that you haven't seen stuff. That means well, we get to experience it with you yeah, like, for true. the first it's time. It's virgin territory that I look forward to seeing uh, yeah. change because it's going to be interesting to see his reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my cinematic pet peeves. You know what I love it, about this too is, oh, what's your cinematic uh, when, when someone's oh. like, you haven't seen Jurassic Park? <laughs> No, bitch. Maybe I didn't have television when I was a kid. Have you actually not seen Jurassic Park? I've seen it. Oh, okay. I was like, oh my god. No, um, yeah. you seen yeah. Chad? I was just saying this is cool. Like, I love this, and they do this with all the Batman things. But it's like, you know, this is made in the late '80s, but they still dress people like it's the 1930s. Like the gangsters yeah. have like the the old gangster suits and the it's like right. Dick Tracy style with like because it because these were these all characters debuted in the 30s or uh, mob stuff. They still wore fedoras and mm -hmm. Gotham does this. It's kind of like it's like. Not mo it's like modern but not modern, which is right. kind of cool. Like I like, I really like that aesthetic. I even got a hint of that in Batman Begins. I don't know why. I just felt like it was a little bit dated because even when um, Rachel Dawes, the car that she's driving is like mm -hmm. a nineteen eighty something like Toyota or something like that. It's really <laughs> weird. And I'm like, are you not? In no, she didn't make a lot of money as a public defender or whatever she was in that movie. Yeah. It felt slightly dated, but not really. It was kind of cool. So you gotta, you gotta love these old school special effects, right? Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Very practical. I, I don't know who did the special effects for this movie, but I won't. A lot, of pra a lot of special effects, practical effects. Actually, I think uh, Sylvester Stallone said in an interview at one point he thinks this movie put an end to the big action, you know, kind of big muscly action oh. star movies of the '80s, like with Schwarzenegger and Stallone stuff, because of all yes. the special effects and stuff. It kind of. Like, Michael Keaton, obviously, is not a big jacked dude. Yeah. yeah. No, I, actually, I do remember him saying yeah. something like that because it, cause this is this is one of the movies where the action star wasn't this guy who was super in shape. Right. All of a sudden, yeah. all right. sudden movies yes. started coming out, and there wasn't these guys that actually worked out like the... Because in the 80s, the you had Conan, you had Rambo, yeah. you had, you know, John McClane. I mean, I guess, well... 
Bruce Willis wasn't, yeah, I guess it wasn't his muscles really that in that movie. But yeah, this so this kind of started like big action movies ha- being about the visual effects and you know the yeah. and stuff like that rather than the main dude kind of. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Never looked at it. Yeah. So now we're we're about to we're getting closer to uh, Jack Napier's um, free fall into the vat of chemicals, which I don't even know if they they named the chemicals. Place? Like what? I I wasn't. They're called well, access, access chemicals. It's actually the same chemicals. ooze that they used in Teenage Mutant yes. Ninja Turtles. Yes, also the same ooze from Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I'm it's the same. I've ooze. never I'm seen ooze. any Power Rangers. Oh my, my god, oh my it just god. gets worse and worse. Okay, it's but no, but I have seen Secret of the Ooze. I love the Ninja Turtles. Nickelodeon. So, too bad he didn't turn into like a giant turtle or rat or something. That could have the Joker could have taken a very different path, you know. I think he would have made a good Joker. Nickelodeon. (laughs) Can't do that on television. Yeah, you can't do that on television. Hell yeah. Oh my god. And you know, Batman. Batman tries to save him because that's even though Jack Napier is a really bad villain. I mean, he's not a good person. He's killed people. Does he try to save him though? He does. Yeah. He does. He lets. Okay. He well, he already tries to save Gordon. He saves I, Gordon. From I was shot. reading somewhere that is very ambiguous whether or not he wants to save him because of the look on his face after he drops him or something like well, that. Well, we'll have to oh. see that. Let's look at it right now. If if you're following along with us, which you probably are, this is Batman facing off with Jack Napier right over the bat. Yeah. The Joker bat. <laughs> I do like his this costume. I mean, it's a little bit like plasticky and well this is the famous cowl where like michael keaton tur- couldn't turn his head at all yes. so they didn't, didn't figure that out till much later on but he had to like turn his entire body to look at people oh you're right god right he got very claustrophobic it's a, it's, and uncomfortable it's a very rigid kind of look mm. when he does it too. it's like made the fight seems very stiff actually if you go to the uh if you ever take the warner brothers studio tour in the museum on the lot they have all the cowls from all the different movies, you can see how it advanced over time until mm. you get to like the Nolan Batmans, it's just kind of around the head and it gives freedom to move, you know, if they could look around and everything. Yeah. Oh, he is blocked. Oh, did he just get shot in the. He just got a ricochet. Oh, here's see, the part. Jack's, he Jack's, tries to save him. Jack's about to take his dive. Because Batman, cause Batman does not kill face. people. That's it. Batman doesn't kill people. He always face. tries to save even the bad guy. Oh, is the ricochet what fucks up his mouth? And yes. Yeah. Okay. The ricochet, the bullet that he fired. Here we go. Oh. Into the green Kool-Aid. Now, this is kind of an older comic, right, Ryan? Like an older comic kind of staple is mm-hmm. somebody just, an unnamed source of ooze or radiation just like turns them into this very specific kind of character like the Hulk or the Joker or where it's like not so much... I feel like modern audiences don't kind of want more of a explanation, you know, something more logical Did, than you, like. Are you saying you feel like maybe they made it a little too easy back then? Like, hey, you have this ooze, he falls in, boom. He's and he's a joker. Yeah, yeah, it's like he normally he'd probably have like huge burns and scars. I mean, and, you know what I, I mean? It's uh, like I don't know. It's... I I think when when back in the day when the artists and writers were creating, when Stanley, Bob Kane, when they were creating these characters, I don't think they cared too much no, about no, the no, no. the specific dynamic, like with the Hulk. He gets hit with radiation. He turns into the Hulk. You know? Right, right. right. Uh, although I will say, sometimes they did. They were very unique and were able to use maybe some. But they made it up even half the time. Like, yeah, I, I can't even go into detail. Like some of the stuff that they they do in the comics, uh, it's it's actually unique. That, but yeah, yeah, no, Chad. That's something I've noticed too. Is when 
like the the differences between the films of our past and the current films that we have now, I think screenwriters and filmmakers need understand that those scenes that take place in between these scenes in the eighties, yeah. like those scenes are important for us to physically understand what these who these characters are, what right. their motivations are. Yep. But at the same time, our films are still well, I wanna say they're still shorter, but well, as recently they back, they feel longer. Back in the well, day, you know, Superman, he was powerful just because he was on another planet. And he right. was now, and that's, now, that's yeah. now, now he's powerful because if you watch Man of Steel, Chad, right. uh, your favorite movie of all time. <laughs> if you watch Man of Steel, Russell Crowe's character who plays his father, and it, he even says, "Your, your, the radiation, your cells are drinking it up." Like they go even more into the oh, mechanics of the science, yeah, you know. That. But see, I don't, I don't need that with Superman, I guess. But well, it's oh. just an element. To so it. here's I mean, here's some here's a scene with him having dinner with Vicky Vale, where kind of the. Michael Keaton's comedic sensibilities, I think, are good in this, where they're sitting at the opposite ends of the table. I guess it was Michael Keaton's idea, and he has the line, doesn't he? I don't know if he already said it, where he says, I don't think I've ever been in this room before, or something yeah. like that, like how big Wayne Manor is, but this is yeah. a kind of a, a comedic scene, and I think Michael Keaton's perfect that, for this I, kind I, of I scene. I think that was one of the things I like with Tim Burton, because he does add a little bit of comedy, yeah. especially into his dark stuff. One of the things adding in, this might, might be his genius, his idea, bringing in Keaton, because to add that like lightness to it, yeah. to this dark mm -hmm. movie, and also probably a contrast of Batman being Bat a scary figure while Bruce Wayne is still. Batman <laughs> is not a, a, a lighthearted fit character like right. in the comics, not at all. He's very serious. So I I gotta give it. I gotta agree with you. I gotta give it to Tim Burton for bringing in someone that could bring that comedic element. I thought it was a nice little take on him. So yeah. I mean, well, the Adam West that show was kind of that's different. That's I different. Don't, I don't count Adam West. Now, did you okay <laughs> at, uh, from reading the early comics like? when that that tv series came out in the 1960s was mm -hmm. that similar to how you had interpret if you had i know obviously you weren't alive then but like if you had read the grown up reading the comics for the almost 30 years before the that, tv series came out would that have been close to that or did they lighten pretty, it up it's pretty publicly known that i think um they knew they were taking a big gamble and what the, I think it only lasted two seasons or something. I believe three, three seasons. Yes. Yeah, they took a big gamble a on, on going with that. That was <laughs> yeah. not the normalized characters that we like. The Bam and the Shan, ah, you know, the yeah, way they yeah, did yeah. like like that was. I mean, I think that was more. So of he was style. dark in the comics. Yes, okay. definitely dark in the comics. I believe that was more of the style of just television in general at that Agreed. time. It was. Where yes. it was colorful True. and bright True. and funny and laughing ish. Yeah, laughing style where, and they they just took Batman and. So this is getting it more close to. This is a little. This is uh, this is much closer gotcha. than to ever before. As I far see. At that but, time, but but the the public at this point was pretty much the general movie going TV watching public, pretty much only had Adam West in their minds probably at the time this movie yeah. came out. So yeah. it's like a big departure. Which is kind um, of funny to say, hey, why why what's wrong with Michael Keaton? Because Alan West was really goofy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he brought it to the... the you, know, level you can't that take that show there. seriously, yeah. But it's great. Yeah. It's super entertaining, and I love it, but... I believe okay. it's a good balance, and... Obviously, Michael Keaton comes out. I mean... is a great actor. Tim Burton... Tim Burton really is the perfect director. Like, Beetlejuice, just that dark and weird, and you kind of have to embrace a lot of that for this movie. Yeah. And, I mean, he is the perfect aesthetic for this movie he Agreed. really really yeah. does I, I thought he did a good job of bringing the comic book element out onto the screen which you i mean maybe for superman and and, and some other ones but but just on a whole different level you really hadn't experienced before in, in my opinion just with batman i think i think he got the grimy and the the the, the texture of gotham and just mm -hmm. beautifully yeah so 
Which I think, yeah, he goes full force with that again in Batman Returns, and then they kind of, mm-hmm. then it gets, uh, we've talked about this before, it gets a little campy and little goofy wonky, going into the Schumacher years until Nolan yes. kind of recaptured that darkness and grittiness. Yep. Here we go, we're about to get the reveal of the Joker yep. in his full so, glory. Well, so for, uh, oh, go ahead, Chris. He, he won't be revealed yet, but this, this, is, what, this is what happened to him. And um, so for a long time, uh, right in the early days of The Dark Knight, when that was coming out with Heath Ledger, a lot of people were like, no, 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 no. I think even after the movie had come out, when everyone was in love with Heath Ledger, even then they were like, no, 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 Nicholson's my Joker for, forever. But I think it's shifted over the years. I see oh, I, I see a shift so, yeah. where, where Ledger's Joker is now kind of beloved, maybe even a little more. But yeah. they're just different Jokers. I mean, Joker. he's, the, he's the gangster. Yeah. He ledgers the the madman or whatever. The psychopathic. The psychopath, yeah. Yeah, psychopathic. Like, when, like if you think of a superhero and the villain, there's there's you can't think of Batman without the Joker. Hundred percent. Like when you think of Superman, you might think Doomsday. Like who else are you thinking? No, of no, Superman? no. With Superman, you think Lex Luthor. That's the best. Yeah, 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 for sure. He, he like is the preeminent anti superman against Brian. Spider Man. Yeah, who exactly. do you think of? I mean, there's so many. There's so many villains of Doc Ock. Sp- maybe Spider-Man's a tough one there's really no yeah. set villain for that to be on there's Green so Goblin, many good ones though I always felt yeah. like Doc Ock was probably number one but I would say like Green Goblin's probably on the same level and so he has a couple different well, like villains Green that... Goblin came, Green, and I know we're getting onto a bit of a tangent but that's fine Green Goblin came out uh, in ASM 14 Amazing Spider-Man 14 Doc Ock came uh, out number three so much okay. sooner but I, there's something about Green Goblin always stuck more uh, in the series with me than, than Doc Ock. God, before. Ryan, save it for Spider-Man. Doc Ock's a great villain. <laughs> save right, it right, for Spider-Man. Right. Sorry. Chad's right. That's fine. I'm joking. <laughs> You're right, though. We're getting to an we're tangent. Co- we're coming for you, Spider-Man. We'll, we'll, Talk to me about comics. We'll, we'll reiterate this, this comic information for you when yeah. we do a Spider-Man. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Chris, were you right? Have we not seen the Joker yet, his face? We have not. Yeah, we have right. Not yet. I'm sorry. I thought, I thought the reveal, is it? I haven't watched this movie in a while. I don't remember which scene it has. Uh, he no, 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 is yeah. it here? Tim Burton likes to keep things in shadow. Oh, yeah, sometimes. no, it's great because yeah. people are waiting to see it, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm, they must have showed him in the marketing. Oh, yeah, no, they showed him the right? Yes. yes. But uh, Jack Nicholson. So I guess, um, you know, Jack has always been a partier, and I guess he would regularly be out till 3 a.m. partying. You know, you know Jack is, right, his reputation. Oh, yeah. So he, oh, yeah, uh, part of his deal was to have a later call time than everyone else. Ah, and so people funny. would show up, you know, film call times are usually, what, like 5, 6 in the morning, you know, really early. And I guess his would be closer to like 10 a.m., but he still had like a, a couple hours of makeup. And I guess he would just show up at like 10 a.m. and just from his partying and he just sit in the makeup chair and lean his head back and fall, fall asleep, asleep. <laughs> and then let them do all his uh the and then sometimes yeah. he would actually they record the you know he's a big lakers fan and try to go to every game where they'd have the lakers games recorded and put that on so you could watch him and stuff too and so does yeah. he does he say that famous like uh, the don't the dance with the devil in the moonlight he's, oh uh, here we go joker wow yes. uh, i wonder here he goes what's that purple on his neck Oh, that's, oh, that's a hickey. That's actually a hickey. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Interesting. Oh, this many, really that's him falling asleep in the makeup chair. No. Oh. <laughs> How many times does Jack Nicholson play a character named Jack? Because uh, The Shining, it's all all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Oh, yeah, Isn't right. he Jack right. in that too? Right. Jack Torrance. Yeah. Writers one of those mansions did back then. <laughs> Maybe so he, he yeah. can easily remember his character's name. I don't know. <laughs> I love Jack. I wish we would do more movies. That's like. That's like uh, Jackie no. Chan and what's his name? Uh, Chris Tucker. Russia. Chris always. Chris Tucker always calling him Jackie. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> I, if oh, anyone, all the all the outtakes, mm-hmm. all the outtakes from anyone, Russia. Jackie. We haven't heard it. it yet, but if anyone knows, I'm curious. I'd like to learn if 
and I'll look for it too. If uh, don't, I just love that phrase that Jack Napier slash Joker eventually says is don't don't dance with the that devil in the pale. moonlight, you know, pale yeah. or something. And I don't think that was in the comics. I don't recall that ever. No, I, could no, be I believe wrong. it was written. For I this. feel like that was written for it. Yeah, but it's an interesting. Yeah. Doesn't he say in this that he says that to all his victims? Want, yeah, or something? Yeah, like that. it's actually you see him. He didn't say it to. He didn't just say it in that scene, so it's like he doesn't actually say it to all his huh. victims. But yeah, right. <laughs> I have to say that about my press. So what? Like so what was what was Vicky Vale played by Kim Basinger for you guys on the the Babe scale? Hanging like a bat. I mean, That's she doesn't look so any sad. different than when she looked in Eight Mile. I think I was in love with her. <laughs> Can I be honest? I didn't actually. I you know you guys, you guys give me shit about a lot of stuff. I never really watched <laughs> this movie as a kid. I didn't really watch yeah. these movies when I was oh, younger. Really? I don't know. I, I just I watched a lot of other stuff. I don't know. I okay. I do remember as a kid, we'll talk about this when we get to it, but like Batman Returns, there were some, I remember seeing parts of that when I was a kid and it scared the shit out of me, like the penguin stuff and we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, look at this Jack Nicholson face yeah. right oh, here. That's oh, amazing. this is did epic. they Did they use like a, like some sort of aesthetic uh, device to like protrude? Oh yeah, there's prosthetic, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of prosthetic pieces to extend oh, his cheeks and his lips. That was, okay. that, that was one of the big iconic lines from the trailers at the time. When did they get a load of me? Yeah. When he sees the papers and this is going to, he's decided I'm going to now take over the underworld. Gotcha. I, I feel like yeah. when they get a load of me was a very 90s reference. Like so many get cartoons. Get a load of me, yeah. And... <laughs> so anyways, like I guess what I was saying is since I didn't watch this as a kid, I have no uh, early sexual awakening stories related to Kim Basinger during this uh, movie. So. Well, because it was it she was in oh, yeah. uh, that famous movie L.A. Confidential with. Yes. That I don't was want to say who was in that. Right? That was 1997. That's, that's why. Okay, that so that came out a long later. Yeah. Russell Crowe was in that. <laughs> I was gonna say Kevin yeah. Spacey, but I don't want to say. Yeah. Oh uh, no, he's in that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, why do you want to say Kevin Spacey? Because I don't want to talk about him. Okay. He's one of my favorite actors of all time, and he's really screwed the pooch on that one. So, not a fan of him anymore. Well, it wasn't exactly a pooch, but anyway. Um, they... <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's oh, horrible. If, if uh, any of you capers, oh, if any of you capers have read um, our posted individual bios with our favorite movies and facts and stuff about ourselves, if you saw the Resident Movie Nerd post, which should have should be up by the time you listen to this, um, there is a uh, one of my facts is that I am a visible background extra in the movie Twenty One with Kevin Spacey. I did not share a scene with him. My scenes were with like Jim Sturgis and Kate Bosworth, but but I did. Um, eh, I'll talk about this now. Whatever. They were filming at Boston University, where I was a student at the time. And while they were filming on campus, it was not while we were filming, but beforehand, I ran into Kevin Spacey outside. He was smoking a cigarette and drinking a Diet Coke outside one of the buildings. Mm -hmm. And I went up and I introduced myself and I think I shook his hand and said, oh, I'm just, it's cool that you're filming this here. And I said, I'm going to be, I knew I was going to be an extra in the future. And um, he uh, said, great and everything and didn't try to hit on me or anything. So it was all good. You know, oh, yeah. it was great. Yeah, it was great. a good, inter it was a fine interaction. That's good to hear. Just so saying, just saying. Be, I think, know, I, I mean, I was, I was, I was 21 yeah. at this point. I was probably a little, you know, I was, uh, I wasn't a teen. That's when they had the Bruce Wayne hair. <laughs> All right, if we can get off this topic, I had Bruce, Wayne, Bruce Wayne bangs at the time. Yes, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's all good. Anyways, well, this, side tangent. You know. I digress. Oh, now here we have the Joker hiding himself under actual flesh-colored makeup, but with the prosthetics, which when he wipes it off, will have, there's some interesting tidbits about that. I, I feel like this this moment, this scene right here where he uses the hand uh, device is comparable to when Heath Ledger does oh, the, yeah. the pencil. Right, kind right. Of, but, but I like this one more, personally. These are all the mob bosses, right? That he's Correct. 
Yeah, okay. these are the mob bosses and these. He's taking control. It's a hell of a buzzer. Oh. Yeah, so look, that's a little more throwback to the comic ver book version that yeah. would do these like silly toys and silly yeah. games to kill people with. Which is cool because Heath Ledger takes it a step further by being the only person that infiltrated this gang meeting and by himself like here Jack Nicholson has his goons which is a very 80s comic book thing you're gonna always have your goons with you but I think that was one of the oh. devices that they used in um, you know Batman or no excuse me The Dark Knights is to kind of make him feel like a new villain yeah, yeah. I agree. you're right now this that we just saw where Jack starts to wipe off his flesh-colored makeup to reveal the white Joker <laughs> color underneath, apparently that was a big challenge for the makeup artist. So like, okay, how do we have him yeah. like remove a layer of makeup to reveal a layer of makeup? And they so they apparently what they did is they painted him white like they normally the whatever substance they used for that, and then they applied it was something I mean, oh. I don't know much about makeup, but some layer of like grease paint or something where not much sticks to it, and they very carefully wow. did the flesh color makeup over oh the God. white oh, so and his rat his uh, handkerchief was covered in like isopropyl alcohol oh and you had to do it really lightly just so it would remove the top layer Holy of makeup crap. but still reveal the one underneath it was something very comp but you know these makeup wow. professionals are able to figure this stuff out yeah. but if you think about that's kind of, as a makeup artist like that's a challenge when that's you amazing that, you're like, how do we do that yeah, I, don't, I don't think i've been so impressed with something right. so practical right my whole life <laughs> Yeah, See, I always thought cool. I always thought that he just had white makeup on the uh, on the on the rag or uh -huh. on his, his yeah no apparently no that that's that seems a lot easier like actually that. yeah you're right but he's, white, he's wiping white now, on his head on the yeah. on his real flesh that, that makes like a he, lot more that sense. that does make, father was like. that does make sense but I'm wondering now with that technique that I, I read about I'm wondering if they did that for this whole face or just knowing he would just do that part of well, the forehead if you notice that the wipe is a little different from the last scene. Mm. If you actually look at the last scene, this wipe is a little different, so it's a different take. Right, it would have been easier just to have him wipe on. Yeah. So wipe, wipe on white, white makeup. makeup but apparently they didn't do it that way. I don't know. Yeah, you know. I guess hey. Huh? Yeah. Did you pick? I mean, yeah, money to spend. Yeah, <laughs> thirty-five million only, but you know, I didn't. I would have never picked that up. That the fact that he wiped his face and I, it, under it was it. so it was so quick and finessed almost. Yeah. I wouldn't have picked it up either. Well, I wonder. I didn't notice, but I wonder if you can see the flesh color come off on his right. handkerchiefs. So you don't yeah, want to see no, the white. He hides it because he does this, and he just yeah. kind of like pulls it down. As a production design major, hats off to that fucking art department. That was really cool. Uh, speaking of which, this movie actually um, was. Uh, was nominated for or did it win? And I think this won an Oscar for art direction for nineteen eighty nine. Um which was the which was actually the you know the first Batman movie to um be nominated for any competitive Oscars or anything until Batman begins in two thousand five. So, so. And, and I just want to explain to everyone I just witnessed the most amazing thing. It was uh, Chris and Martin signing that one of them was going to the bathroom, so it's gotten down to an art now that I can't even go into detail about how impressive it is. So I just want you all to know I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. Not one bathroom break. I'm going. <laughs> I have the bladder of a three-week-old little poodle. Little poodle, yeah. yeah. I, I see that now. I see that. But yeah, I guess Warner Brothers did a big awards push for this for everybody from you know Burton to Jack Nicholson to but then it ended. Did up anyone just win that one. a um, an Academy Award for Best Performance for Acting in this? No, no, oh, okay, no, not even nominated. Okay. Yeah, and it did win an Oscar for for uh, art direction. Okay, so it's mm -hmm. got art direction. It won for art direction for this. Yes, oh, it actually wow. won. Yep. 
Burton's team can get it done, but Nolan's can't. I know. It didn't oh. win for music in any way with Danny It wasn't even nominated. Wow. No, no, I know. How was Danny Elfman's score not nominated? It was the only nomination, and the only win was for Art Direction. For That is crazy to me. Yep. Oh, so this was the first comic book movie to win a competitive Oscar. Now, <laughs> Superman in 1978 had won a non-competitive special achievement like uh, Oscar for uh, visual effects, I believe. So, sure. mm-hmm. so, so this that, is a big step for comic book movies. So now, now we no, that's that's a good point. Um, so now we see Michael Keaton in the area oh, where wow. it appears his uh, his parents were first murdered, and he's kind which of which we didn't see, which we didn't see, but we thought we did in the beginning. But, right? And is he, it ever revealed? In this movie? I swear I feel like it is. I feel like there's a flashback scene or something, but uh, I'm not 100% sure. Now, it might have been It might have been in the Val Kilmer or George Clooney one that I'm thinking that I saw that and not this one. But I... So he just pulled uh, the beast from Split going to drop roses down in yeah. front of the train. Yes, Got it. exactly. <laughs> Shyamalan influenced by... <laughs> Burton? Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, here's more the old school aesthetic with the big flash bulbs and the yeah, yeah, just the, well. I mean, they were using like modern Shyamalan tape also recorders, used but... in Unbreakable. Of course, he did. All oh, right, that's right. When that's he comes right. out of the, of course, right. you know everything about Night Shyamalan. Oh, we'll tie everything into Shyamalan. Wait, yeah. <laughs> Wait till the split commentary. Once, once again, the Unbreakable commentary. Yeah. There's capers, going to be capers once again. Martin has seen After Earth eleven plus times. One one. How that's possible, I will never know. <laughs> In theaters, and we have a odd mime yeah. guy coming out. <laughs> I mean, this is really well, when the Joker starts kind of being a well, little yeah. more open and, and making his uh, his intentions a lot more public, obviously. So, <laughs> so I think people are going to start to know who he is now too. Well, this is when the, you'll see. You know, all these mimes are out. It's about to go down. Apparently, Gotham is all full of mimes. Just random, random mimes, right? Yeah. yeah. So actually, I think um, Robin Robin Williams was um, originally going to be cast as the Joker, and, as they used that as as leverage to get Jack Nicholson. Once Jack saw that, they had him sign on, and then Robin Williams felt very slighted and everything, huh. and was very upset about that, and yeah, was angry for you many know, years about that. You know, Robin Williams, he's an interesting actor. He has, I, I feel, probably one of the most diverse. Um, Abilities to play multiple kinds of roles. Oh, I yeah. think he would have been able to do it. Oh yeah, he would have been great. I think he, he would, would have been, been great, great, but it would have been interesting to see a Robin Williams Joker. It really would have been. And speaking of casting too, um, uh, Sean Young was originally cast as uh, Vicky Vale, Sean Young from Blade oh, Runner. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, but she was okay. uh, riding a horse like right before this movie and fell off and broke broke a bone, a collarbone or something, and had to be recast with so, uh, Kim Basinger. So she was so. luckier than um, Christopher Reeve was. True, I guess, true, true, true. So here's actually people getting lit up by machine guns, which you oh. don't see in Batman movies. And, and Bruce Wayne gets shot. He does. I think in the arm. Yeah. And he just... He, Bruce Wayne gets shot in the arm, and he just shrugs it off like he does... He's so... Because what he sees is Jack Napier's face, which I think it might remind him of the original uh, person who killed his parents. Because in this movie, I swear we get a flashback at some point... And it's Jack Napier, but maybe it was a. Oh yeah, no, no. We, we'll just see this flashback later. Yeah. On. Once he realizes this is, um, once he realizes that. That's right. That Jack we do. Napier and and in this movie, it is actually Jack Napier who killed his parents. It, that's right. That's what it alludes Whoa. to, which it's not in oh, the yeah. in the comics. I don't I don't believe. So. Well, and, and, I mean, in this scene where he's like looking at him, it's just because he was Batman and he saw him 
fall right. in the vat and die, and this is the first time he sees right. him again. Right. Yep. So that's why he looks astounded. And like that's the connection there. So it is revealed in this, yeah, that uh, Jack was kind of behind the death of his parents. So no Joe Chill, but I think Chill. I think Bob Kane approved that twist and i think bob kane even said something like you know if we had more time to figure it out in the comics we probably would have made the joker responsible (laughs) for his death too Hmm. so is alfred wearing like a starbucks apron there it's like green starbucks alfred was a barista before anybody else he was the first barista alfred's the first let me leave your home sir (laughs) would you like a latte but he's not asking him where he's been all night. This is uh, different right, from the Michael Caine. Different from the yeah, nagging Michael Caine. I, mean, I love Michael Caine. I love Michael Caine. But, but we see much. it, though. Even even going back to this one, we see the dynamic between these two characters. You do not see the love um, more than anywhere else than what Alfred has for, for Bruce Wayne. He really yeah. does. Because he, he, he brought him up. I mean, his parents died when he was young. So you, I, I love this Alfred. He really, And I, I'm happy that they kept him oh, for yeah, like, he's great. The, the whole series. So going back on what I said about when you think about, you know, Batman, who's that villain that ties in? When you think about another superhero, who's that secondhand man that you can never disassociate that superhero with? You know, Rhodey. Rhodey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't. I don't was, maybe not. I'd say it's more Pepper Potts for, for Jarvis. Oh, yeah, maybe Jarvis. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Pepper. Um, like like Spider Man. Who are you gonna think of? Who's like. I guess he, Mary Jane. He Mary no, Jane. no, he really doesn't because no. she's always in the dark with with Spider Man. He keeps. Yeah. I'd say Spider Man is one of the few characters yeah, where man. he really wants to be because he knows that he has to be separate from everything else to keep them safe. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, these other characters. I mean, Superman, Lois Lane, uh, Alfred with Batman. Um, Wonder Woman. Is that a DC well, thing? Really I think Pepper Potts is right because we had talked about during yeah. Batman Begins yeah. who nags the hero more, Pepper yeah. Potts or Alfred. <laughs> or, like, okay. or like, yeah, I'll say Alfred Pepper and Batman Begins. Right, yeah. All right, uh, Capers, uh, we're going to throw it out to you. Who do you think nags their superhero more? You, you can tell us who you think. Yes, <laughs> good call. Thank do you. you we'll go see the man first. We'll go see the man first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see going forward, but at the end of Spider-Man Homecoming revealed that Aunt May knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I what the? What? The, that was the best oh, yeah, you're credits. Right. I'm sure she, that now they're good. filming Spider-Man Far From Home now. Yeah, uh, for there's going to be some release. nagging in that. I one. bet there'll be a lot of uh, Marissa Tomei will have a lot of uh, nagging oh, to do with Peter Parker. Parker. I had a Spider-Man question I wanted to ask you so bad, Ryan, but we'll save it for Spider-Man. Oh, okay. We're, watching... yes. <laughs> we're getting off so on a lot of Spider-Man tangents. I love the what's this Joker logo that his goon has on his jacket? It's great. He's already like he already has a designed like graphic. Team and oh, that reminds me. Oh, I think that Joker face that's a throwback to the first appearance yeah. in the oh, book. Is I, it? Oh, wow. That, that was, yes. I, I don't have the image for you, but that is definitely like yeah. that, that. That is a throwback oh, to the cool. first Joker okay. face. Yep, Great. really. The first Joker face, where from Batman number one, his first appearance. Oh, that really? is what his face but looks after like. Red Hood, or did he have that under the no, red? No, 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 he had that under the red, oh, hood, essentially. Okay, but gotcha. he yeah, looks yeah, so yeah, much no. more scary and crazy there. I know. I'm happy you guys pointed out. I've never noticed that until now. So Bob the Goon <laughs> is wearing a jacket <laughs> that has name. a throwback Joker face from the comic book. That is the <laughs> But I love thing. that in the world of the movie, it kind of indicates that like he's already like assembled people to like, like design this logo for him <laughs> yeah. and have his yeah. goons wear like branded jackets. And, like, <laughs> I love one, it. One of my favorite Batman animated episodes is the <laughs> one where, and Chad won't know this, but it's the one where... Nope. Um, that, I don't know if you guys remember it all either, but he, Joker, like, somehow gets control of the port or something like that, mm-hmm. and all the fish that start coming in um, have Joker faces on it, and then so, he brands the fish. So there's a famous uh, comic book uh, 
created by Neil Adams. I, I think I might have mentioned before, famous uh, artist for DC uh, mm. over the years in the 70s. Uh, he did a comic. Uh, it was Batman 2... 250... No, not 251. I, I, there's a there's an actual famous comic book that is the first appearance of the Joker fish. And yeah. they are really? hilarious. So, yeah, it's in the I think it's in the 200s in that range, but... It's so funny when it you actually just sells go back for quite a bit. You, you find out these, like, little... Yeah tidbits and then they become easter eggs later on yep. like yeah i mean there's too much good story not to use it for later on for movies and stuff so it makes yeah. sense you know you got to do it or animate it or something this scene cracks me up with yes <laughs> walker and amanda killer that looks like courtney cox don't quote me on any of those. Yeah. No, Courtney <laughs> Cox is not in this movie. Judy Greer is not an X Men. No, no, no. no oh more. God. No more Greer Gate. No more Greer Gate. Oh, we joined it. It's Greer If you have uh, listened to our X Men uh, podcast, Judy Greer is not an X Men. We were just going we, to set the record straight. We, right we yes. pointed that out in the comments. Verified that. The, the, yeah, the Based on an out of focus in the background extra in one of Professor Xavier's classroom scenes. Yeah, film no, it was Kitty Pride. It was Kitty Pride. She was, you know, she's a featured extra. Film school but... dropouts had, didn't have his glasses on at that moment, so. Oh, this, is... this is something that I missed in Batman Begins, or no, The Dark Knight. I just remember how much the Joker used like that laughing gas, and you didn't see any of it until that that uh, that bank robbery scene, right? When he right. pulls out that grenade and the gas comes out. But, but he doesn't even laugh in that. Yeah. It's just it just kind of mobilizes and kills him. Yeah. And this actually like makes them go crazy. Which how is... was Jack Nicholson not nominated for an Oscar? I don't so, know. So, <laughs> yeah. so back then they didn't really I know. nominate it, it, yeah. superhero movies. It it's was not like, as serious movies. of a take as yeah. Heath yeah. but This is kind of similar to. Heath Ledger's uh, the scene in The Dark Knight where he has the With video the camera reporter. himself. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got um, the guy tied up and everything. Yeah, And you want to know also, this is very similar to this, the, his plot because his plot is to like Ooh. release this like smiley smiley gas throughout throughout the nation through products and stuff like that. Where in Batman Begins, Ra's Ra al Ghul's oh, yeah. plans to put it the in the water system. The water. To put, yeah. put the scarecrow oh. stuff in the water system. Damn it, Chris, can you pronounce it correctly? So, yeah. <laughs> Ra's al Ghul. It's Ra's not Ra's. Al Ghul. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not, that sounds like Roswell or something. Like, it's not Ra's. Ra's al No, no, no. He goes by both. Some people call him Ra's. Like, yes. accentuate a Z. Ra's al Ghul. We'll call him R A G. But no S. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, go ahead. Ra's. But no, it's a very similar plot to where he's like, oh, I'm going to use the products and like, Push it out there so all of Gotham will have smiles. And that's what uh, yeah. Raish Al Ghul wanted to do <laughs> Thank you. as well. So, um, I don't know. Hey, Nolan, where'd you get your idea from? Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> watching this early one again. I am starting to see some comparisons we're pointing out. It's interesting. Yeah. And and it's like, were those, were those throwbacks by Christopher Nolan? If they do were indeed kind of him using it, were they... For him stealing old ideas? I don't know. You know, I don't want to think like uh, that though. I, I like to think he. I won't say stole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think things can be inspired, or things just be similar. Agreed. To, agreed. Which yeah. is in. Can most we just um, appreciate the the old school fact that you know that we're still showing like yeah uh, actual physical newspapers with headlines right here, and then the fact that <laughs> he requests information on Jack Napier and Alfred hands him an actual physical file of paperwork. See nowadays it'd just be a scene that. of somebody looking something up on a computer. Yeah, something like that. Hacking into the police da database network, and you know, I don't know. It's just very. Oh, nobody's wearing makeup. Yeah, Although I think makeup nobody's supposed to wear makeup, makeup, but doesn't like Vicky Vale still? Of course, they need to keep 
Kim Basinger looking great, and she still shows up in full makeup, oh, yeah. like you know, this whole movie, right? They wouldn't have the, your leading lady look like that newscaster just looked. But. Well, it's, it's kind of funny because, like, I mean, they they did it as it's kind of like a joke, but you know, the 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 newscasters don't have makeup on; they look all raggedy. Well, everyone else still looks great, though. So you know, you know, Billy Dee's using some hair oh, product. Yeah, so, you know, Billy Dee's oh, using yeah. some hair product. Interesting, yeah. interesting yeah. thing here. Um, and uh, I'd be curious, Martin. Uh, it's mm-hmm. I. You know we see this. Uh, you guys know we see this happen so often, where a, a character with a different race mm-hmm. plays a character in a, a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Billy D. Wait, like Harvey Dent was not black in the comic books. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I I gotta wonder if there was a lot of controversy back then of like fans always want the well, like, see, I, cares, I, I feel you know? like I feel like the controversy there wasn't that big of a controversy because Harvey Dent wasn't that big of a character to the mainstream. Audience. In, 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 right in the, in this okay. movie to the fan base so, though that's what I'm alluding right, to. to the, the fan, fan base, base possibly yeah there but, might have been a lot but there shouldn't be like it's and he played him great for what it was you know but makeup, it was a small character more makeup on the makeup oh yeah. makeup on the makeup probably not as hard as actually taking it off just putting it on I would have loved to see Billy D as Two Face I've been so I which is but you know it was sort of corrected the Lego Batman movie they brought back <laughs> Billy D Williams to oh, voice Harvey Dent yeah that's right, that's right. yes which was amazing I, the Lego Batman we should do the Lego Batman movie we should, well, we should yeah, I love that we should do Lego Batman so funny I don't know I, that movie cracks me up season 2 unique visions yeah, well, yeah well. we gotta get into some animated stuff let's do the animated Batman you know the things I haven't seen let's do it nice that was a very interesting uh, point you just brought up Ryan and great response Chris because yeah if if, if like we as as African Americans don't have a lot of characters who are mainstream black so yeah. we wouldn't even know if a character or something like watch, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, we right. didn't know. Well, I think you, you saw it in the Hunger Games with that that girl, that young actress who played that not totally integral role, but the one that really throws um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character off the the wall to like really start, you know. And and there was so much backlash about really? it. I remember in the news of like fans of Hunger Games who were just so mad it was uh, an African American actress, and it's just like, you know what? It shouldn't be it about shouldn't race. Matter. It right. shouldn't matter. If, if, just get someone who's going to play the role well. That's all yeah. I care about. You know? See, I mean, I, I feel like if, if, if the character is set, like, for instance, like a Luke Cage, that character is set in Harlem. He, he fights for, like, black cultural like right. advances in, in his neighborhoods. Yes, those characters do deal with race. Yes. Right. But as far as, like, just generally... <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. we have it, a Nick Fury. I mean, I, I don't know if there's a big uproar about uh, Samuel Jackson playing Nick Fury. I think the, the, you I, know what there are Fury. some. Oh, I I don't I don't remember there being too much, but yeah. maybe a little bit. But some characters, you know what? I, I couldn't see a white uh, Luke Cage. That would be weird. But to they me. had changed oh, yeah. well, Nick the, Fury but, but, to but, be black in the comics before right. that. Well, yeah. what yeah. I was about to say, there were two versions of him. Yes. I I would not have a problem seeing a black Batman. I don't have a problem with that. Like mm, I, I don't fun. mind you. I think you can change that up. You know, you can you can mix those kind You're of. You're talking things, about but, uh, you know Idris Elba for James Bond. Or I'd something. be down. That'd be cool. Whatever. I'm down. But but some characters. But the thing is, James Bond does. I mean, I don't think James Bond deals with race at all. No, yeah. as long as he's no. British. Not really. He deals a lot more with uh, sexual innuendos. Than as long as he's British, yeah. you're right. Here we so. go. Here comes the uh, the is this the prince. Here's yes. the famous scene: the oh boombox, rocking the boombox. And boom he's wearing box. purple, which is yeah. like a throwback to purple. Apparently, um, what was well, it? Uh, purple Rain. Yeah, yeah. Purple Rain. I guess Tim Tim, Rain, Tim Burton was really against this idea, and like, but I can you see know, that too. It, you had to do the but, tie. They they almost had like Michael Jackson do songs. George Michael, really, and I guess like. Yeah. Uh, 
this was the producer's idea and just prince was obviously huge at this point and right. i don't know tim so, burton wasn't crazy so about it, so but, people yeah. who don't necessarily work in los angeles or know about the industry out here you know artists want to be able to have control like there's a difference between an artist and then someone who's just comes in and just turns out things for the machine that's television or mm-hmm. movies you know what i mean so it makes sense that tim burton a true artist wouldn't want something so commercialized mm-hmm. in his product. Right. Yeah. This does kind of date this movie immediately. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It does. Like, all of a sudden you have contemporary music in it. Like, that had not been right. the case during this movie previously. And now all of a sudden you have Prince with the, the giant boombox. I love it. So, uh, um, I'm, I'm, oh, go ahead. Uh, one more thing I was just going to say is Jack Nicholson is apparently a huge admirer of art and a big oh. art fan and this scene made him very obviously these are not the real piece of art but still made him very <laughs> uneasy wait um, what did he say since he's a he's a fan of art Chad, oh, what picture uh, was that was that that's I, like a that's not a, no, that's not I a, don't know the significance of that i'm not 100 yeah sure. it, it, it was it wasn't so much significant in the sense that i think it was just a very stylized for what joker would want something chaotic and, mm. and you know disgusting that's why mm. he wanted but i was gonna say this really has not there's no message here to the movie i just wanted to explain this in the comic book world um in the beginning of this scene uh the joker signs the piece of art and signing comic books is a very unique element to the my, to the comic book collecting industry. A lot of people um, who consider themselves purists don't like it. They don't they they don't they think it ruins the comic. But CGC, the grading company, has kind of turned it into something over the years where it can be um, uh, something that can really give value to comics, mm. like getting Stanley's signature or something or yeah. Something. Always, so it's an interesting. I always topic, thought but... signing your shit was like when I was. Five. I mm-hmm. had my little signature that I used to put on my drawings. Even the artist had just made my yep. logo for my company. I was like, "Where the hell's your signature at?" Well, back in the day, in the you know, in the in the, the mid nineteen you know nineteen hundred, I mean, well, the nineteen sixties and up, when the comics were when people were signing, uh, Jack Kirby, Bob Kane, you know, they would sign on the splash page, the interior mm. page. Nowadays, it's always on the cover. So yeah. a lot of people don't like that, but um, I don't have a problem with it. But it's an interesting thing. Do you so. think? Now we, we've talked in the past too. You, Chad, have talked about, like, if parents just knew what those comics were going to be worth, they oh, wouldn't God. have... Like, yeah. if people oh, yeah. would have known but you, you, and you, foresaw the you, future... You don't even have to go that far back. Like, really? early 2000s, you could have been collecting books uh-huh. that would have made you hundreds of thousands of dollars that you could have bought for maybe 10 or 20 grand Do now. people just hold on to everything now, just in case? Probably. Like, we've talked <laughs> about this before, yeah. but, like, you never know what's going to be... Uh, Mar- yeah. Marvel, like, Kevin Feige at Marvel right. Series is going to decide to make into the next no, franchise they, or they DC... It could be 10, 15 years from now, and yep. then that stuff's going to be worth a lot. So people just don't get rid of stuff now, I'd imagine. But, you know? but yeah, people think you got to go back to like the 60s, 70s, 80s to, to do it. Uh, All-Star Comics number 8, first, first ever appearance of Wonder Woman, you could have bought a mid-grade copy of that for, like, let's say a, a 670 grade for probably about 20, 30 grand in the early 2000s. That yeah. goes for about $150,000 to $200,000 now in that grade. <sighs> wow. So just put that into perspective. Like, it's not even that long ago. Mm. But the, yeah, no, the industry Wonder Woman's is just really shot big up. Now, yeah. Well, the movie helped out with that. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Like, like is there a huge influx of like Wonder Woman and Black Panther comics that now? Yes. Yeah. I, I'd say it helped out with the modern role, too. Like, you see a lot more of their stuff coming out for, mm. for reading and everything. Captain Marvel will probably Marvel, be next. Yep. That'll be next. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. going to be Captain Marvel. And that comes out. That's like the first huge superhero film next year. Uh, yeah. March, like I think. March, yeah. March, yeah. Yep. Is that right before Avengers, the, the fourth one, which I, I would love to know what the title of that one's going to be. But we don't know <sighs> when are they going to reveal it? When are they going to reveal know. it? Uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Right, Chris. I mean, oh, maybe. Hey. If Fast and the Furious <laughs> 5 was released during the Super Bowl commercial, 
then <laughs> we'll see we'll which, see which reminds me no i'll save this for the the batmobile yeah I'll save <laughs> it. so so the joker's wait kind we've of not a... seen the ba- have we seen the batmobile no, we have no. not wow we're yeah. nope. way into this movie we, we we're, do get an hour we've not yet. seen the batmobile i know we're at about our so, midpoint so the joker's kind of flirting with vicky bay a little bit but she's not really having any of it so and she throws water in his face uh we get a little <laughs> bit of a throwback to uh wizard of oz a I'd wizard say. of oz i'm melting yeah. which yeah. 1939 Oh, is that right? It was a Wizard of Oz in nineteen thirty nine. Was it? that Batman's first appearance? That was Batman's same first year. Appearance. Wow, oh, interesting. That. Same year. That is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so now we have the white oh, over regular oh. color? I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yeah, the make uh, makeup team should have been nominated for an Oscar for this. Movie. Agreed. Oh, I oh. love I love the technology they used for the so way they good. did his like weaponry Ooh. in this movie. I'm oh. so into this moment. Whatever yes. this moment is. <laughs> Whatever this moment is, he's saving the damsel and ziplining through the art museum. That's what that moment is. It's the kind of moment you want to see in a superhero movie. Where does he get those wonderful toys? (laughs) This is only our second appearance of Batman here, right? Yeah. There you go. I think so. That's your Batman. God, oh. that's crazy. How long the movie? No, no, no. He's no, in the no, opening no. scene. He's in the Bat scene. Oh, here's the Batmobile yeah. for the, the first time. Yeah, it's the oh, first man. time we see a Batmobile. Okay. You're right. We've not no, seen he's... Batman that much an hour into an well, actual he the first, Batman He was in the first. He was in the Bat scene where he kills Napier. Yeah. So, Remember, so we didn't see times. the first, like, uh, Christopher Nolan pulled a Jaws on us, and we didn't see the first Batman, in the first Bruce Wayne in a suit as Batman for, like, what, 35, 40 minutes, something like that? Something like that. Okay, now I said I didn't never really watch this movie as a kid, but I actually had like a like one of those um die cast metal like little versions of the Batmobile from this movie that I used to play with when I was a kid. Like this exact yeah, car me right too. here. Uh, yeah, which is this, great. So this might be my second favorite Batmobile. So I just want to show you guys. So the first ever appearance of the Batmobile was actually in Batman number twenty in nineteen forty-three slash forty-four. And uh, here's what it looks like. It's kind of funny on the cover. It's a bit stylized. Oh, wow. Nice. It I like it, the big that almost yeah. looks like Black Panther well, on the front. Yeah, yeah well, 1949. Yeah. Okay. That looks like the cartoon. Uh, I'm sorry, 4344. 4344. Um it does look more like the cartoon, yeah. I agree. Alright, so for my street racer my street racer fans out there, <laughs> all my friends in San Diego, the Batmobile, the headlights on the Batmobile are from a Civic in the eighties, flipped upside down if you're looking at it right now. And they Tim Burton apparently wanted the lights to be white, or excuse me, yellow, but they were white. So what they ended up doing was painting yellow over the lens. <laughs> And that's exactly what we used to do when we were younger with our Civics. We wanted those amber lights and amber side pieces. We would just paint over it. So there's a Civic in that Batmobile. So you said this is your second favorite Batmobile. What's your first? Tumbler or Okay. I gotta like I love the sixties Batmobile with the red. Oh, this is cool with the armor all coming up on the Batmobile. This is great. So it looks like later. Just so you guys know, it looks like in two thousand thirteen the original Batmobile actually sold at auction in Arizona uh, for Oh wait, from the that's from the television. From this wow. movie? Oh, no, no, from, no, from the, the television. That's one for four point six well, million. Well, Warner Brothers still has copies of all this. If you go on the Warner Brothers tour, also there's the car museum, old? and they have a lot of the older Batmobiles, including yes. the the '60s one. They have this one. They have a tumbler. It's pretty cool to get to yeah, see so those. I actually did see that. Recently. Yeah, it's great. Chad, you've taken me on every single tour yep. of the studio you worked at. Yep. Except for uh... Sony. No. I showed you on Sony. You haven't taken me yet. You just started <laughs> there though. You we, haven't taken me you know, on we, Batman, or not Batman, on on a Warner Brothers tour. Well, I don't work there anymore, Mark. And and my roommate was a tour guide at Warner Brothers, and I still oh. haven't seen. And I currently work with okay. Warner Brothers, but and I when still I, haven't been on. When the I studio. showed you around Paramount, we got one of the most epic photos ever, which we should post to the Cape Seat Free Ooh. account. I high 
Martin and I jumped off the wow. fountain in front of Paramount and little like ninja little... poses in midair. It was one of the, it's one of the greatest pictures you I think were I've ever ninja. been a part of. I was a Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the mindset of what... <laughs> but I believe the caption was Hi-ya when it, it was, was posted on Facebook. That's like 2000. Um, I'm so, sorry I didn't show you on Warner Brothers. 2012. But, yeah, we'll so, get to that. so in 2016, this version of the car was actually for sale in Russia for $1.1 million. Russia? So you could have got the Batmobile. Someone in Russia owned it. You could have got it for $1.1 $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. million. Putin's got it in his garage now. So wow, much. it actually had 550 horsepower. <laughs> Damn. Holy crap. A big block Ford 460 V8 providing power for a top speed of 156. I mean, how, mu- how much did it weigh? Uh, Whoa. It had 14,000 miles in the odometer. Who's this guy? I, I'm not sure, but it, it must have weighed a decent amount. That's interesting. <laughs> Remember we were talking about how big karate is in eighties and nineties movies? Oh yes! <laughs> yes karate yes! just shows up you out of nowhere. Certain martial arts into every movie, and this guy with his spinning katanas, like blade style. Whoa, this is intense. Clearly, Batman's a good player. And Batman just punches him. He should just pull like an Indiana Jones and just like pull out a gun <laughs> and shoot him. <laughs> that would not have been Batman though. I know. As, I as know. we've explained before, Batman <laughs> early in the comics did actually use guns, and I think he actually yes. even did kill people. But as the story progressed, they stopped doing that. So Batman right. does not kill people; he does right. not use guns. And, and they use. Th- and when you go Flashpoint with uh, with Thomas Wayne, he does. He comes to Batman. You see that he uses guns. Yeah. So it's kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> those were great, very subtle, like actual visual effects they had to do in the eighties. Those were. Yeah. You know, actual uh, visual effects they had to do with the armor coming oh, yeah. on and coming right. off the Batmobile, but they work really well. Probably, probably gave someone a lot of stress behind the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even like, no, I don't even think it was a computer. They may have not actually done that with like an optical printer oh, right. or something. Yeah. Guys, guys, after you mentioned the whole thing about he, how he can't turn his head, I now look at this so differently. Like every time I see him, I'm waiting for him to turn his whole body to do Which something. Is why, to. Which is why Bruce's conversation with Fox and uh, The Dark Knight. Or was it the ba- or was it the third one? That he's like, I wish I can turn my head. Ah, I think that's a yeah. reference or to it. Parking, yeah. backing, it would make backing out Actually, of the driveway yes. more easy. Yes. No, yeah, okay. I think that's. Wait, which one are you talking about? The Dark Knight. That's he, that's what that's the conversation just, he, he has with Fox. He redesigns the costume a little bit so he could turn his. But head. who had the conversation? Um, Bruce 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 Fox. Yes, with Bruce Bruce Oh, Bruce I thought you were talking about with uh, like the in, well, not the Michael Keaton, but like the third one with like Val Kilmer. I thought you meant that one. Oh, so Christian Bale by then. Gotcha. Well, I, I I would have to say, anytime anyone could, refers to Batman one, two, or three, they're talking about Nolan's. <laughs> <laughs> For the most part. So Batman's driving her to the Batcave, right? Yes. So at uh-huh. least unlike Batman Begins, like the 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 main you know woman is not, not like dying. Tri- tripping balls like Katie Holmes was in <laughs> Batman like, Begins. Tripping like, balls uh, like Chad at the festival he went to. Uh, the Halloween Horror Nights. Let's not even get into that again. That was uh, <laughs> the most horrifying experience of my life. Um, she really looks like Catwoman from the show there, from the from Gotham. Oh, oh. doesn't she look at her? Well, look at her shot, makeup. Look at her face. Really <laughs> I I I think Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman actually looked a lot more like the girl who plays Catwoman. Oh really? Oh yeah, actually, by no, far. I, 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 yeah, it's almost I got like similar as when I saw her as a kid. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be the first time we see the Batcave. No, wasn't he in it earlier when he was looking well, at the Well, we kind of see a little bit of it. The first I mean, wide. We saw yeah. it with the rewind when, we, we when talk, he was like looking at the surveillance. And we and talked stuff. about this with Batman Begins, but I, uh, the Adam West show, I loved the entrance of the Batcave oh, where like, the little the little like barrier came down and <laughs> yeah. they went in. And, and in, if you're in Los Angeles, you can go to Bronson Caves oh. in part of Griffith Park or whatever and go to the actual little cave entrance they used at, for that show, which is really fun to see. But Yeah, huge, huge regret of my life, by the way, was never meeting Adam West. I had chances and I 
didn't do oh, it. I wish yeah. I did. It seemed like, it seemed like a good signature. guy. I'm a big Family Guy fan. I thought it was, he played the mayor for oh, like you know 15 amazing. seasons or whatever on that show, yeah. and he was so funny and so yep. weird. So we got we got actual right. bats in here too, which I like. It really. Um, it, it's a real bat cave. It's a real bat cave. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we talked about this during Batman Begins. It's the only Batman movie where he actually summons bats as right. part of like his like abilities and like how come yeah. that doesn't come up more well, just, often that's pretty cool just I don't know. In the, no it is it's... cool in, in, in the <laughs> 60s Adam West one I'm sure if there were bats in the Batcave it was probably like weird plastic things oh they couldn't people do were, like, that yeah, they not have the yeah. ability yeah, yeah. to probably like little like rubber bats on strings like <laughs> yeah yeah so I appreciate this <laughs> Um, God, man, his eyes are so dark there. That's oh, awesome. The lighting, yeah, it's just complete overhead lighting. You it's cannot see his lighting. eyes at all. And he can't. Well, he's doing it on purpose, so she, so oh, yeah. he can be because she yeah. she keeps trying to like look at him to see who oh, he actually right. is. He looks more like a monster than he does. That's a freaky. Bad. Yeah, it's really freaky right here. The lighting. Got to give it to Tim Burton. He was impeccable in the way he shot things. So he's got some computers and stuff. It oh, yeah. looks like, you know, for 80s Oh, yeah, this is super advanced. Yeah, yeah well, he's... For 89. And, and I think... <laughs> I well, think, he's supposed to have the more advanced technology. I think yeah. in this movie, he's kind of more considered a millionaire than a billionaire. Than a billionaire, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think he was really considered a, a billionaire. So in, like, 20 years, he'll have to be a trillionaire <laughs> right, when exactly. we do Batman well, again? Weren't millionaires big back then? It was a millionaire. Careful, <laughs> careful, careful kicking that. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't know. Did Ryan say I went to the bathroom? No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't bring that up. I brought it up. Great. <laughs> you dry snitch on yourself. <laughs> yeah, this has some bats. bats. First time we've seen this bats? This knocks her out. Uh, yeah, I think so. We saw uh, one yeah. a little bit earlier, but yeah. Yeah, got it. And if Batman begins, they don't waste any time showing bats. Like, two minutes oh, yeah. into that movie, yeah, he like, falls yeah. in and... Yeah. Um, she wakes up with the... and she's holding her boob. So she has there are a lot of similarities. You're right. There are a lot of similarities between Batman Begins here. Well, Rachel wait, being to... knocked out. I mean, it's the first oh, yeah. Batman movie in each series, so yeah, probably took some cues. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. The... What's this actor's name? This is Robert Wool. Robert Wool. He plays Arliss, right, from that series yes, on HBO. Exactly. Yeah. I watched a little bit of that, but eh. he got big. He, he was big. He got big around this time with Arliss, and he showed up in a lot of like yeah. movies and stuff. It's like a comic kind of actor. Yeah, I remember him in a lot of stuff, Chris. Yeah. See, that's it's such an old movie cliche. You just see the headline on the you know the paper boy with like the the newspaper on the newsstands nowadays would be somebody like you know I don't know loading mm -hmm. a website or something or on their phone yeah or on TV even I mean we just see a little bit of the action news here but like it's right. such a you don't see like the stack of newspapers being dropped at the newsstand anymore it's kind of a very nostalgic yeah. kind of thing now or how kids get their their news now from World Star everybody gets World their World alerts Star. on their phones or something I don't know who knows I almost wonder if they called him Bob the Goon as a kind of uh, for Bob Kane, Kane, like yeah, Possibly, like giving yeah. a little credence to Bob Kane. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. Where's, I don't remember. Where's Bob Bill? The where's Bill the Goon? Where's Bill the Goon? Right. There <laughs> yeah. should have been both Bill and Bob. The so Goon. was Burton an actual fan of the comic? Apparently, no. I don't think he was very. I don't think him or Michael Keaton were familiar. Uh, uh, honestly, at all. when is any director ever a fan? Like, I, um, for yeah. Superman what's Returns, um, what's his name? Brian, Brian Singer. Singer. Like he wasn't like into the comic. Like he had to get into. I mean. 
can you think of one director that was really into the comp? Maybe uh, Kevin Smith, who was gonna do the Superman oh, yeah. movie that never happened, but Josh Whedon was he not? I don't I, think so. No, I think he had to I'm get into Josh it. Josh Whedon. Jo- Josh. <laughs> No, I guess I guess Okay, they, Joss Gate just happened. I don't Joss think <laughs> I don't think Michael Keaton was familiar, but they gave him the first year of like Batman comics from like thirty nine to forty or uh, mm. something before was it before the Joker appeared? Because the Joker didn't appear for like a year or something. It was like whatever. Joker appeared in nineteen forty. Okay, so Batman maybe it was like the first so, yeah. year or something they Tim Burton so he could get familiar with it yeah. from that. But so, yeah. so what do you think Nolan would have given uh, bail in terms of like because you know if if they gave if they gave Keaton the early Batman stuff because this is going to be kind of more comedic mm-hmm. and kind of more serious like what would Christopher know. Nolan would have given this is a question for Ryan <laughs> but what if you've given like it's like this is what you want to was it like that yeah, I mean, it's the tough. Dark I mean, she, she she first oh, appeared God. in, you know, Batman 49 once again, which was, uh, you know, early on in the Golden Age. So there was definitely, it's not like she's a new character. Um, I, I don't know Vicki Vale that way. I don't know that character. And I don't think most people really think of her anymore beyond this yeah, movie. We don't, it. we've, no, I don't think we've gotten I, her in anything I, other than this movie. So yeah, I think I, I think I didn't explain my question right. What do you think okay. Christopher Bale, or excuse me, Christopher Nolan would have given Christian oh, Bale as reference, reference. material for his trilogy. Oh, his Batman. Yeah. Oh. Oh, um, Wait, oh and man. I think, Chris, did you yeah. reference the Dark Knight series from Frank Miller? Is that what you were saying a second no. ago? Uh, no. I, I, was, I, was, I was gonna say year one, uh, yeah. Oh, year, year one. one. Um, he's a little old in year one, so I'm, and he's still young in the first one, so I don't think year one would have been it. Um, and the Dark Knight was really more Batman versus Superman, so I don't know. That's a good question. I, I still feel like it's the original Batman. Like I feel like he could have Christopher Nolan could have given Christian Bale like early Batman. Stuff. We see a little bit of a different Bruce Wayne in Batman Begins, which we talked about. His like he's kind of getting a little. I mean, he's supposed to still be sort of young, but he's like kind of getting older and beat up, and you just see how well, like, by the third one, rough he is in the morning. You see a little bit of that in Batman Begins too, right? He's Alfred's preparing his shakes, yeah. and he's all like bruised and beat up man. and stuff, and it's kind of like taking a toll. Oh, a I thought bit, you meant but... by, by an age factor. I mean, he's still young in the first. Right, part. but I mean, yes, you can kind of see yeah. the toll it's taking on him, which you don't. Yeah see as much in the physical toll in this one um no you don't i'm wondering also do i mean do you think that it's better for a director to not be a fan so like they can try different things if they kind of go in a little bit more unfamiliar and they can take more risks rather than like being a slave to the material i don't know uh yeah i mean i I think so i don't disagree with that yeah i don't disagree i mean until they go until they until they treat it like um until they treat it like Wolverine Origins. Mm-hmm. Until they treat it like oh, X Men Origins Wolverine, where they just do stuff because it's it's it'll make it a bigger movie instead of staying mm. true to the comic. Well, I, yeah. and I, that's the problem with obviously the right. Wade yeah. Wilson Deadpool thing. He was like, oh, it'll just be a cool bad guy to make him have all these superpowers to fight against Wolverine. All right, Chris. I, I was going to say that fanboys all over the world were going to like hate us right now because you know how often they say that they. I wish the director had more like knowledge of the source material. Yep. And they reference Zack Snyder. I was about but to do that I was myself. Say, <laughs> I was going to too. For, I was like, right, Chris, it depends on the director. Great, that Sometimes, was a great yeah. answer, Chris. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, think, I, yeah. I just I think, think I just think it's about finding a happy medium, and that does not happen as often as you would think because yeah. you could go that Kevin Smith route where he knows the source material so well, he may stay too true, and you're kind of going to lose all the non-base audience, um, kind of like Zack Snyder did with Watchmen, where he or he. 
he he had the base, but all the people that didn't know the Watchmen. So he was like, too right. familiar. He, he was, was too. too okay. He was too. Into I actually like Watchmen. But I, I wasn't. Watchmen. I wasn't familiar with it at all. Of but um, I yeah. like Watchmen too. But I can understand but why I, it wasn't as big. Is as Watchmen in your top five? Success. Oh, I think it's close. Yeah. No. Watchmen's a cool I love movie. Watchmen. It's in my top five. I enjoy. it. go love, back to I the know, junkies. It is not in my top five, but it's. I said it's close. It's it's up there. I love Watchmen. But I anyway to answer the question, I think it's better to have a director who's not too into the source material. Right. But okay, if you get the assignment to direct a movie you should do your research oh, at a time you but maybe do if you don't have like maybe yeah if you don't have a lifetime of being like an obsessive fan it might be a better if, thing. if you don't do your research and that's how you get an x-men origins and right, the fucking yeah, yeah, x-men yeah. number three <laughs> Gavin, which was yeah, the worst Gavin movie Hood, of yeah. all time i know x-men number three professor xavier dying are well you brett kidding? ratner are you get oh, throwing shade at brett ratner yeah he wanted to do things that are big let's just kill this guy and kill this guy and everyone watch it it all remember i think it depends on the director you have to do your yes. research but i think it might sometimes it's good to see it through your they're interpreting it through a different kind of lens lens a different approach yep but also think about that's but the yeah. third film right that was a bastardization think, of it think, think about studio involvement <coughs> when it comes to these huge films that are their tentpole films potentially and keeping that studio alive what happened with the third iron man you know what i mean look what happened what with, about the third iron man would look what happened favreau didn't do it Oh right, Shane Black. I like I like Iron Man. But, well, I guess I like my point is saying that think if you look at it through the eyes of how much the studio might get involved with that third film, can we really always blame the directors? Oh, no. Uh, no, I mean you got to blame their choice for who they chose or what. Yeah, the director, or, or, the studios have a reason for going with a hot new director, <laughs> somebody with a hot new take. So I'm really uh, just go back Here's to the movie really quick. I'm, I've always been a little confused by this scene. Does he not get shot in the head? He or he gets grazed, maybe. Is it grazed? Joker's pointing a pointing a gun at uh, Bruce Wayne right yeah. now. Yeah. Pretty sure it gets shot. Oh. That's no, he he gets a bowl of popcorn goes everywhere. See, the scene before when he's hiding out, he finds a plate to hide under his arm. Oh. Well, in the Val Kilmer one, in number three, he actually does get shot in the head, I believe. Or maybe it's grazed, oh. but I'll never forget that scene. By uh, Tommy Lee Jones' character. What does that line mean? Never rub another, another man's rhubarb. Well, because he was world? Yeah. <laughs> Did I miss something? It's a fun Joker reference. Uh, right? guys... Oh, the guy's got the boombox again. That, boom, yeah. that, that thug's job is just to carry the boombox around <laughs> with the, biggest, the Joker. Every he's the biggest good. thug, too. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> well, that boombox is so huge. It's a giant yeah. 80s boombox. You need to have a yeah, big so guy. That's, that's a Radio Raheem Whose arm won't get tired to carrying that on his shoulder everywhere the Joker <laughs> yeah. goes and ready to play at a moment's notice the uh, latest pop song. The Joker that's laugh from Nicholson is one of the best, I will say. Yes. It's like he laughs and then like he has one of those good... Like, did he just fart? Fart joke. He did. Fart joke. Oh. Little day. I love it. He's gone. He actually did pass like, When he laughs, it's like he's out of breath when he laughs because he's been laughing so hard, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he, so he expected Ooh, to be shot. Pulled a little uh, Marty McFly uh, yes, under the exactly, little yeah. metal plate under the... Which is a reference, I mean, of course, to Clint Eastwood. But, that plate you know. looks a little thin, but the black yeah, bullet. But yeah, Back hey, to the Future yeah. 3. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joker does use those. <laughs> How did you pass out? <laughs> That's a Tim Burton. That's a Tim Burton. Reminds me of that juice right there. That, that <laughs> She's got surprised and passed out. Chad doesn't care about things. <laughs> what? <laughs> I care about everything. Obviously not that. I care about everything. And uh, okay, my question is, why is there always a green lamp in a movie? That color, as I remember well, as a designer when I would go to Universal and pick up props, there was like this whole row and like this whole section of just like green lamps with lampshades. Name There's, name another movie with a green lampshade. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. That's a common. 
thing? Like there were pool tables and I don't know. I've See, challenged like, Martin and he's not producing. I'm going to say it In was the history in... of cinema, name another movie. Name another movie. Name another movie. Go. Go. I just give me What's one. That? Just give me one. I just want one. I'm going to give you one. It's in my head. Um, Exorcism After Emily Rose. Rose. What? Exorcism <laughs> Emily Rose. reference. I love it. It's random. Um, okay. I mean, I don't remember it, but I'll take Courtroom it. Courtroom scene, there's a green light. Well, I would say in this scene, I believe... Because because of the, the, his comic book style, he did add, he wanted to add color to that scene. That killer that that whole scene was very mute. Yeah. Except for yeah. that green lamp, which stuck out. And I mean, I, I feel like with especially with the comic book movies, you have these like bright colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Capers. Ca um, capers. Capers. So, Go back. Hold on. Capers. I comment if you have ever seen a movie <laughs> that had a green lampshade in it. It's more. It, it's more than you think. It's kind of like white guys who wear blue shorts and red shirts. But anyways. <laughs> Blue shirt and black um, so, so we just saw the uh, the Gotham City map. Um, you don't, I don't think you've seen that before. It was the coolest thing. There's actually someone on eBay who's asking, I think it's like $150,000, who claims to be selling the original Gotham map. I don't know if it's from the movie. The map but movie? I don't know if it's from the movie. No, I think... The map, and this is actually the map of... It's a Canadian city. It's like Vancouver oh, really? or something. Yeah, it's like a, no. it's it's a random. No, the city. guy on eBay, I think he's claiming it to be the original map from the comics that it was based off of the oh, comic book. So I don't think anyone's ever gonna buy it personally, but it's a oh. cool piece. Chris, what are we looking at now? What is this? We are looking. Uh, Joker's pissed now. So <laughs> no, they're can they're canceling the big Gotham parade because of the crime spree that the Joker has been putting out there. Mm. But. He's now taken. Now he's taken over. What I don't know what technology the Joker has right now, but you know, some he could take over the airwaves of every television. Apparently, yeah, it's very deep for Vendetta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack Nicholson's a national treasure. Like yeah, he, he hasn't really been in a movie movies. in what like eight years now or so. The bucket list or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but when he shows up in the movie, God, everyone's that. waiting. Well, for he was him supposed to be there remaking that foreign film Tony Erdman. And he was supposed to be in that, but he just dropped out. So now we don't know what his next acting role, or if he will have another acting role. Right. But we gotta, we gotta treasure these people all still around. We just lost Burt Reynolds a couple days ago. Yesterday, right? And uh, he was yeah. supposed to, he was supposed to kind of have a new big role in Tarantino's new movie, but oh, he didn't wow. get a chance to film that yet. Once upon a time in Hollywood. He was so. eighty-two or ninety-two. Eighty-two, eighty-two. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, it was wow. kind of an un unexpected. He must but, be a uh, billionaire too. Yeah. I'd love to get a couple more Jack Nicholson movies while he while he's still around, you know. <laughs> oh, that swipe though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that swipe was amazing, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Old school. That was great film effects. The big Dukeru. Don't know what that means, but he wants to fight the Batman. It's so oh. crazy how this Joker loves to be in the spotlight directly, mm -hmm. whereas Ledger's Joker likes being in the spotlight. But didn't need to claim that. He didn't need no, to claim. No, he didn't need it. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just wanted chaos. Just, right. I mean, this is all the Joker always wants chaos, but I don't think when we do the Dark Knight, probably season two. I'm guessing season. Oh two. yeah, it yeah. is season two. We... Oh, then... Huh? It will be season two. Probably season two. Season one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the freeze, the freeze frame on the blinking Joker. Yeah. We're gonna have so, so much to talk about with the Dark Knight. It's like it, oh, it's yeah. in all of our top five. Guys, it's the so glasses again. Batman. It's Batman with the glasses. <laughs> I don't remember when he had his bad eyesight. And this is here. This, this is cool to see him. Oh, this is the flashback right here with the newspaper. This is the flashback this via the newspaper. actual real, you know. To, to uh, his parents being murdered. Yes. I mean, what's this? Are we in the third act yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, no, that's. I think, I think this is where the third act begins. That's cool. Like, 
that's very old school where you don't necessarily understand something very pivotal to a character's to a character as such as the death that drives them like i feel like you would understand that or get that revealed to you as a patron until like the third act in yeah. older films Guys. nowadays you have to get that out right away in order to yeah. grab our Wait, attention here we go yeah this is we do get the flashback yeah. that's what i thought we I do get we the it. parents it death flashback well, so he, he said that line which is the line that yeah. may have reminded him that oh wow he, he, he heard that line before. So this is not quite as weird. Batman Begins, I got I gotta say, I know he leaves because he's scared, but they, they exit through like the weird, sketchy back alley. At least this is like them leaving the show afterwards. Like, I don't right. know. Like We had that guy comment on our, on our YouTube. He was like, <laughs> he said the same thing. Like, leaving, you're the richest person ever. Right, you leave yeah, the, the back, back alley. alley. <laughs> like go through the lobby, like right. Yeah. See, this is not a fun right? show. Well, and, and here they they are like know. through the back. Well, alley I mean, they're also. going through a back alley here, but you know, it's it's a normal. I mean, uh, it don't look that normal. Yeah, <laughs> it so looks like, like there's nobody on the street. Just like right. in cinema, like this is a good a good device that these filmmakers use because in cinema you're only allowed one coincidence when you're watching movies, and it happens to be this huge coincidence. I think that Jack Napier. Was it was Jack Napier that killed the parents? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Right. but this is just a—they're not in, targeted. This is just a random robbery. Yeah, right? In, in, right. exactly. Yes. Yeah. So there's that one coincidence that you have. Jack Napier was young, and this coincidence happens to be this so big. Bruce, why, so we, why, we, why do we with fall? The devil we in fall? the pale moonlight. <laughs> that I think is... they did like a slow motion aspect to the way he said it because he sounded really weird. Yeah. Uh, oh, it actually cast another like, act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. See, nowadays they would have Jack Nicholson and they would digitally de-age him, but that right. guy actually, you can tell that's supposed to be oh, yeah, no, Jack Nicholson. Good casting. So did he say that line before? Well, he said that right before he shot, right before he shot Bruce Wayne uh, in the house. He that's did. What he that's that what's, line. he's making the connection now. Yeah. 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 And so oh, that's why, okay. so it actually leads to the flashback, which the flashback wasn't just thrown in, yeah. which is, I mean, one thing I like about Great. The, and the structure of filmmaking. And the filmmaker study. With that. this thing right here, you just gonna throw his secret out there, just bring Vicky Vale in the house. Right. He does mention this in Batman <laughs> Returns. Would you ring the doorbell outside in the bushes? Like how Batman you... Returns he does make a comment about how like, hey, you just like bring her in the house. Hey, hey, I'm Batman. <laughs> just throw his secret away. He makes a comment about Batman Returns when yeah. we get to that. I'll bring that up. <laughs> Alfred. Alfred doesn't even care. Do they even have an explanation of this? Like Batman begins, they talk about how it was old, like what underground railroad tunnels or so I don't know something no, like I don't think we uh, any, any in Batman Begins for why there was this giant cave system of passages <laughs> yeah, underneath right. like that that's what I mean about earlier like there's new yeah. movies you have that scene you have in to explain stuff yeah. now I don't know people are much more critical now yeah oh yeah they keep the back in they keep they kept the story simple yes they stuck to the plot and a little bit, a little bit of like you know, set up for the character and whatever. But and that's all you need to go. You kept the movie going. Now yeah. they have to do more intricate plots, and there's always like backstories and double things going on, and which is good sometimes. But you know, you don't need to overstate. You don't need to overstate why someone's a Jedi sometimes. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's crazy. Right. Like going off and like, I was listening to the Elon Musk and. Joe Rogan podcast yesterday, and that you just see how far humans have advanced in terms of the way that they think and then the way that they expect things. And I don't know, man. It's just like 
I, I just see the way we expect so much from movies nowadays and you go back and you look at something like this and you understand that all you need is this scene to establish this and this scene to move the plot forward. You don't need those in-between scenes anymore. That's, I don't know. Huh. It just it just makes me marvel at how quickly the brain accepts things and moves on and mm-hmm. craves well, and wants more. Well, especially in comic book movies because there's a lot of things that aren't practical. That doesn't that wouldn't actually work in real life. A lot of the newer movies they try to make it more realistic to where, hey, if this was if this was really Superman, this mm-hmm. and, and like like a Man of Steel, if there was a real Superman, this would happen. If right. they actually had a fight, it would destroy half the city. And that's right. what I love about Man no, of Steel. That's what I love about it too. Yes, but the thing is, is like in comics, they don't talk about the practicalities of that. Yeah, stuff. they don't talk. And and with the earlier superhero movies, they were coming more off the comics. It was a little bit more make these cinematic comics, but they weren't. They didn't have to go into detail of why and, yeah. and explain all this stuff for now. Mm-hmm. Which maybe explains why a lot of people who don't like Man of Steel, maybe that's part of where it's derived from. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the things. And someone doesn't Man like Steel. Man of Steel? So Chad is in the bathroom, and uh, he doesn't God. like Man of Steel, so we can talk as much shit about him as we want. <laughs> that... well, Man of Steel's great. I mean, but I'm this... not going to say Harry, Harry Campbell's the best Superman, but you know, I think I like it. It was an interesting casting choice, but I, I have enjoyed him to be honest. I think Ben Affleck. See why. Ben just, Affleck was the best Superman. Um, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> right, right. Anybody? Okay, yes. Uh huh. Hollywood Land. Yes, yes, Hollywood Land. Yeah. Come on, give it to me. I'll we'll, throw that, we'll throw that in season three. <laughs> Chad, how many superheroes has Ben Affleck played? Well, you got uh, two. Daredevil and Batman? Did I Good miss job, Mark. Good one? job. Good oh, job. You threw him off. See that, guys? Oh. And I heard you guys talking about Man of Steel. That junkie. Yes, we will we'll revisit that, I'm sure. He but also played Superman. I, I, did, oh. I was not one. a fan of Man of Steel, but... Thought Junkie 1, Resident Movie Nerd 0. What, what did I mess up? <laughs> Hollywood how many, how many superheroes has Bruce, or excuse ben, me, Affleck? ben Affleck played? Am I missing one that's not Daredevil or Batman? Superman. He plays Superman. In Hollywoodland. Oh. Uh, well, technically he was playing George, he was playing George, George Reeves. Reeves yeah. But yeah, yeah, let's, uh, you well, know. Let it slide. He had you the know. Superman outfit on. Okay, I don't That's count that. He was, he's playing the actor that played Superman. Yeah, I like to so, say that. So, you know. I win. I'm not completely wrong. <laughs> I have to say this. We're back to Prince again. There's a Prince. Is that, I was going to say, is that a Prince more Prince? Yeah. But the thing is, Prince released a huge soundtrack at this time. And it had tons of movie quotes mixed in with the songs, oh. and so when like when I when I watch this because when I, I would listen to that soundtrack a lot, so when I watched this, I would hear all those like the Vicky Vales and the just he he would add these in the songs, the Dance of the Devil in the Pale Moonlight. You listen to that soundtrack if you can after this, you go listen to that soundtrack. It it's I I, I think it's like the perfect compliment to Tim Burton to, to to Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, like when hearing about like how Tim Burton didn't want Prince. I'm like, wow. I'm, I'm, I was surprised about that because I feel like it's it's the perfect mode. It's the perfect move for for contemporary music. Well, Prince was he, yeah. Is yeah. Either yeah. Prince or Michael Jackson at the time would have been the best. But, yeah. but I, mean, I, I guess I guess Prince is like um, artistic. His 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 artistry, I guess, felt I'm, it would match this more. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like dark I, and fun. And, I can see that. Yeah, you're right. Because it's hard it's hard to look at this movie through the lens of someone who lived in that time and if we yes. lived in that time we would understand exactly what you're saying how big prince was it's like when you think about batman v superman or justice league maybe they're gonna at some point look at 
the choices that were made here and like why would they do that like mm-hmm. 15 years in the future we'll look back at the later dc stuff and like i don't know even the marvel stuff we might like question some of the decisions that were made why weren't there popular music songs <laughs> right the why? hottest artists inserted in here which right, right. so the sentinels are suddenly more huge and we're like why didn't we see the sentinels in the first x-men or the right. second x-men well you know something it's Ooh, like that wing it's, it's like once you said before that um that they they didn't want to take up that it was a big risk to do this movie yeah because it's one of the big superhero movies after superman after superman like was finished right so the studio's gonna like pad they're like they're gonna they're gonna do everything they can Hence, put in a big star that's mm-hmm. doing contemporary yep. music for it to help promote yeah. the movie. Right. So, so what was that? Was that like a small little airplane caricature? Like what? what oh, was that, that was model the Batwing. Or... The Batwing? Yeah. Yeah, what, but how did they do that? Do you know when the ba- uh, the comics history of the Batwing? Did he have fly? I, I'm not oh. sure when that came. Yeah, if it did, it probably came until a little while. But watching it. But how did they? How did they shoot that? Was it like a little mini? It plane? must have been a miniature. Yeah. 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 Well, Nolan waited to what Dark Knight Rises to actually show Batman. Yeah. Flying some aircraft and stuff. Is that FAA approved? Like, I don't even know. Well, and then I'm, I'm curious. So I've, I, I, when I first came out here, I did a little background work, and I think I, our pay scale was eight an hour. Um, what do you think all these background actors made back then? Like, oh, back then? Geez. Probably even less, yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. Was there, did they, huh. did they have representation they as a unit? Back I don't know if they, I doubt Central they casting? Did. Yeah, I don't know. Was that around back then? Yeah. I doubt it. Maybe. Well, this is in England too, so I don't know how yeah. it works over yeah. there. Yeah, well, they were they were offered chip, <laughs> fish and chips. Right? <laughs> I thought it was cool being in the Batman movie with Jack Nicholson. Thanks. Fish and chips for the well, role of Batman. Well, even think about like I I was pretty much raised with Ayatsi guys from San Diego who mm-hmm. worked on everything from theater to Titanic. There was a huge uproar about what was paid to these union guys mm. or non-union. I don't remember the story fully, but there's huge like uproar about what they were paying them for Titanic. So, gotcha. just imagine. Well, you do get paid extra if you're like in water or in snow, you know, elements, or you have to do nudity. You know, there's like certain things, like whatever kind of elements they have to put you through, you'll get paid extra as a background actor. Yeah. Yeah, I've done it just for normal scenes. Like I mentioned earlier, I did 21, the Kevin Spacey, Lawrence Fishburne, Jim Sturgis movie. I was, I'm also a background actor in The Great Debaters, directed by Denzel Washington. Yeah. You see me in that. Did an episode of CSI New York. So I did mm-hmm. a few things. It's really cool. It's a cool opportunity to get to watch the process. Yeah. And then it's kind of fun trying to spot yourself, you know, when it eventually comes out. So Right. You must have been young and hot then. <laughs> My college days with the with the twenty two year old bangs, you know. Bruce Wayne hair. Yeah, Bruce Wayne hair. There you go. Like I just I'm I'm listening to this music and seeing this freaking thing fly the batmobile or bat whatever it's batwing fly through the air and it just reminds me of my childhood yeah this is great miniature model work yeah it's all you know kind of practical now no cgi at this point it was all kind of elements that had to be filmed physically and like kind of you know melded together right and if you think about it too like the studios and they want to their goal is profit right so they're going to want to be able to create action figures like like before this ryan maybe you can help me out with this but before this like how much were the action figures selling because i feel like the 96 clooney era batman or even mm-hmm. batman forever they that's when the toy market started to boom again when it came to comics but like was there a period before like, even if you look back to Star Wars, like, even Star Wars first came out, like, the 
the merchandise wasn't selling. Like, there was no merchandise for that stuff, and it wasn't until later on that became big. I mean, the... I think a lot of the toys you're probably going to see up at this point were from, like, the 60s, kind of goofy... Yeah. Um, uh, Adam West stuff. I, I don't know if that stuff was selling for that much, but I, I don't I don't think early Batman toys right now and think expensive. Like, I don't... Right. Nothing comes to mind. It's really this... The Star Wars toys, the He-Man toys, the G.I. Joe toys, those all can be worth a decent, mainly Star Wars, but those can be worth a decent amount of money. Yeah, I don't know if Batman action figures and stuff really ever, I'm sure it has, but nothing comes to mind, at least right. for me. So, um, The modern stuff can actually be like, see, now now they're called statues. They don't do action figures anymore. Statues. Now now it's all about statues. That's what the, the market's kind of turned into. These right. like scale size, unique statues. Yeah. Um, bathroom break number seven. Uh, <laughs> It's like, you know, I mean, I've I've seen a lot of the t like you know the toys now. They, yeah. They, these like, they're very detailed, but shoot, they're too detailed to play with. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if uh if I was buying those as a kid now, I wouldn't want to touch them. It, they'd be collectors' items. Yeah, most of the collectibles yeah. now are these like kind of like statues almost, not like actual action figures. People can display in the show. So I was like, is that things. fun? That is really sad. <laughs> Bob Gunn. <laughs> Oh, oh no, Bob, Bob the Goon's just dead. got it. Why? Why, Joker? Because someone had to pay Bob. for that. He just killed Bob Goon slash Bob Kane for going Bob Goon says it, he's, been, he's had his back since the beginning. I know. Doesn't pay to be a goon to the Joker. Just, just saying that. Doesn't. <laughs> You're never safe. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is the greatest scene right here. Maneuvers he's maneuvers. Oh, there oh, we go. Right into the moon. <laughs> there we go. Right in front of the moon. That's, that's, that's called marketing. That's for marketing. <laughs> that shot. That, that's when the scene. shot when the uh, bat wing flies up into the moon just literally stops so you see the entire bat signal with the shape of the bat wing and the moon and it just stops it for a second and it drops back down there's no there's no actual real reason for it except for it was great <laughs> where did Bruce Wayne get his pilot's license this is crazy it's <laughs> a good question he's doing some crazy like you know like Top Gun maneuvers I know. here. Yeah. So, so we see a 200 here. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I've been trying to see if there might be any significance to that. No, but well, the, I mean, the thing is, it was God, Gotham's 200 parade. Oh, it was. Right. So okay. Now they cancel it, but then he decided to like have it. Have 200 it year anniversary? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's an East Coast city. Yeah. That's what they were going to cancel, but then he decided, I'm going to do it, and then right. he's going to release the gas and everything. Oh, this is very um, stay on target. Stay, stay on, on target. target. Yeah. Very Star Wars-esque. That's, that's, Use the Force, Bruce. Use the Force, Bruce. Exactly. I, I still don't get this right scene. Now. I don't understand how this like long gun can take down. It's, uh, my no. best friend loves this scene. Well, I don't understand how he didn't shoot him. This is almost like the Dark Knight. Like, hit me, hit me when he's yeah. going at him with the. I mean, yeah. unless he purposely did not. <laughs> <laughs> that long gun, man. So, by the way, Bruce did just use guns on the bat. The Batwing there, so... Well, he always How uses that guns pistol on... take out the Batwing? I, I still don't get that. He always uses guns on other machinery, but when he's physically holding a gun, right? Like a handheld yeah. gun? If Bruce Wayne was alive, he'd be the perfect person to live in this time to I combat... <laughs> the oh, combat... Gun issues right Gun now? issues, yeah. He would. He would. <laughs> we need a Bruce Wayne to rise Ooh. up, please. Awesome miniature. Really okay, that shot was kind of issues. obvious. That's a miniature. <laughs> oh, yeah, shot there's, right there's here two the, cars on the left oh, and yeah, right. Of the crashing <laughs> Batwing, yeah. 
Were we talking about um, Elon Musk being the closest thing we have to Batman? Because <laughs> he's the money. Or no, to. or Tony Stark or something. Or Tony yeah. Stark, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like if Elon Musk, Musk announced tomorrow, he oh, had like gotcha. a flying like yeah. armored suit. Like be like, yeah, that sounds about I, right. I could yeah. see him become more of an Iron Man than a Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, For he's, sure. He has that ball's training. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he needs a Roz. Yeah, maybe, maybe rubber Raish? band. Raish? Roth? Roth House Fourth. Like Roth the store? That just that gun looks that so gun unwieldy so with a long well, arrow. It looks a lot smaller than it did before. Now, yeah, that's that comics. Is, that's that's the that's the comic. Why does this communicator look like a like made by play school or something? It's like <laughs> that's what the Joker uses. They're, they're, com- they're coming off the 1960s Batman, where it was a lot of goofy stuff. Like Mattel this made. The, uh, this is kind of like the middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> what did Basinger do after this? Well, LA Confidential later in the nineties. Um, like she was in Wayne's World number one, I believe. Okay. As the kind of romantic interest guard. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. Uh, oh well, no, that was eighties. But she was in that movie with the alien, played with a wasn't Dan Aykroyd in it. She's the alien in it. Yeah, there's there's a movie from the early nineties, late eighties, where she plays an alien. It's like a rom com drama. That sounds familiar. Yeah. She's so she comes from like another stuff. universe. No, she's done a lot of drama movies and serious movies too. So. That yeah, wasn't yeah. me judging her. That was me like, I want to know no, more. No, you're curious. Because yeah. like, and you're, someone asked earlier about, was she like your babe magnet when you were, you were a little kid? Like the first girl you fell in love with? I just, I don't remember her. Like I remember her seeing her in 8 Mile and thinking, okay, I've seen uh, her somewhere. I remember her as oh, a babe. Really? Well, then we get yeah. to oh, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer in the next movie. Here. We're in I the tight latex, that kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess in this, when they were filming them walking up the cathedral, they actually hadn't finished the screenplay. They were still working on the screenplay. So like, as Tim Burton's filming this, like Jack Nicholson was asking, okay, like where are we going as we walk up? Tim Burton's like, I don't know yet. <laughs> they actually did not know. <laughs> oh, really? That's they hadn't figured out scary. the full finale yet while they were filming this. Yeah, it was still yeah. a work in progress. I love that he's just casually walking up. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, use your batarang yeah, or something. Well, well the, uh, the the Gatlin gun or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, this there. this is the thing. It's like he was very vulnerable at this time. He seemed he's stumbling after getting out of the accident. Mm-hmm. So, but still, he has the bill, the millions of dollars worth of technology. This reminds me of the scene with the with the uh, the bats that Bleeding. come down in the prison. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't shoot scenes like this anymore. Like, long time waiting for them to get up to the top. Like, now it's just like, <laughs> quick cut, they're at the oh, top. Oh, yeah, if you're in that third act, your goal is to finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, fast-paced. Yeah. Like, I appreciate this. <laughs> but then I also know, like, we're... I don't... Capers, I'm throwing a party tonight at my house. We're going to watch Jaws 2 in my backyard on You're the projector. You're all invited. You're all invited. Well, it will have already in the, happened. In the, in the past. <laughs> yes, You're right. invited a week from it happening. And we're showing Jaws 2 because Jaws 1 is a cinematic like masterpiece, but it's so slow. By today's standards. By today's yes. standards, yeah. So if you're if you're trying, like people today expect that, that fast third act, get to that resolution yeah, quickly yeah. and... Which, by the way, Meg's, Meg was killing it uh, in the theaters, doing it, which I'm happy about because I'm Steve Alton, too. one of my favorite artists from when I was younger, yeah. wrote that book. Really? Yeah, Meg. Great book. Yeah, we were, we were trying to do a partnership with uh, a brand for the mm-hmm. Meg, and I had to go to the movies to watch it just to make sure one of their competitors wasn't in the nice. film. <laughs> so I watched it one late night, and I was thoroughly surprised at how much story there was. <laughs> No, it's a, it was a good, they did a good job for what it was. Ooh, here goes yeah. the bell falling down. Which kind of breaks the... Uh... Like, back then, back here, everything had a story, I feel like. You go back and you watch some old movies, movies were catered to stories. 
Whereas now they're catered to to profit. Yeah. 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 No, that's true. Since, uh, Depends, since but Wars. now you have a since lot Star of Star Wars. Yes, you do have a lot of smaller uh, studios who can produce and release things now that True. aren't the major ones who like really kind of independent, like A twenty four. Yeah, like some of they the, the room. Like, and... They do much. They, they will actually be mm-hmm. more a tour works by directors yeah. and not com- con- not concerned with the commercial commercial aspects as much. But yeah, so there's really there's really no connection in this movie to uh, Lieutenant Gordon. And Batman, interestingly, I didn't realize that until. Yeah, do they even speak during this? I, I don't, don't think. think yeah, it's not well, like where Batman begins. Yeah. You see that he consoled start, Bruce, like start, right yeah. when his parents well, were killed. Well, this is the thing when Batman was unknown. That's the thing. So they don't have a relationship yet because Batman's unknown. Mm. He 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 just comes out pretty much. I mean, at the beginning of this movie, remember when he dropped when he dropped him into the vat? Commissioner Gordon's like, "Who is that? Get that right. guy. Stay stay there." Yeah. This is when. You know, he was just a mystery. Like, half the people didn't believe he was true. Right. It's great. These scenes with this, just the silhouette, such an iconic silhouette of this costume, and just the, the top lighting. When you, know, you, when you, when you said the word mystery, Chris, you made me think of that famous phrase from Kung Fu Panda. Tomorrow is a mystery. Yesterday was a past. That's why they call today a present. <laughs> oh. <laughs> more, more martial arts. And, is this oh. the katana guy again? This is a different katana. Yep. More martial uh, arts inserted. Sorry, I missed that because I was still thinking about Ryan. <laughs> whatever the hell Ryan was just saying. <laughs> Whispering to himself with his eyes closed. It was a special <laughs> moment for me. <laughs> Yesterday was a mystery. Tomorrow is history. Or something like that. That's, That's like why they call it the because it's a gift. Oh, and they're dancing. Can you? In the oh. pale moonlight. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, there's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, this is where the Joker throws like all his goons at Batman, and yeah. Batman just handles them, except for that time. Even though I like to know how all those goons got up there. Those are <laughs> a lot of I, stairs. I, where did they come from? A lot of stairs, Batman. Okay, I've got to say, I mean, I haven't been completely watching this movie, but like, I looking back at Keaton, I don't look at like my image of him with those glasses on as opposed to that same guy in the suit kicking ass it's different i don't see the correlation it's tough i agree it's hard to it's hard to picture him kicking butt right now yeah i disagree with you but oh, and maybe 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 it's like <laughs> jinx <laughs> maybe jinx. it's just like what makes or breaks of batman is our interpretation of bruce wayne Batman's gonna be kick-ass no matter what he what he does because he's an image, he's an icon mm-hmm. of what he is. But that Bruce Wayne character is really gonna make or break an audience and trying to figure out yeah. if they like this Batman or not. Well, when you're watching this, who do you like more? Do you like Bruce Wayne more or do you like Batman more? What do you enjoy? Batman. Batman. Also, well, everybody like, wants to see Batman in action, you know. I, I, I mean, know. honestly, I did like. I mean, I did like this Bruce Wayne. And you what, did. Yeah, I did like this Bruce Wayne. He's. I mean, Grant. He's a little more like secluded. And not as big a playboy as like he's put like he's, right. He's he seems more right. sophisticated like and intelligent maybe than right. Christian Bale's take. But Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne, you can see that like brooding, like he's got that edge. And maybe because we know Christian Bale as a real person, a real actor, we know those stories by yeah. him blowing up and being kind of crazy. Like it, you have that. You think he can? Okay, he can well, do you, this. You but know? you can't well, say he's not smart though, because look at all no, the technical smart. stuff yeah, 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 Christian yeah. Bale does right and but, his, he's a, he's a true but, detective but this Bruce Wayne wears glasses you know what they call Batman they, they, he's considered the 
best detective in the world. Yeah. Like he's considered the detective yeah, comics. Detective, so smart, yeah. detective comics. So if anyone can solve anything, it's Batman pretty much. Yeah. Which is why in the animated series does it's all D- about him solving things. Does right. DC stand for Detective Comics? It does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's What's Detective up? Comics Comics. DC Comics. Well, well, it's. Uh, that's well, it's I don't know. Just detective comics, but I'm just yeah. wondering. I'm not gonna lie. But that's a good point. I mean, I didn't yes, technically. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. DC <laughs> Comics is Detective Wait. Comics Comics. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. You didn't know that character? Wait, you didn't. I didn't know that. Well, maybe I did when I was younger, but I just didn't. There we go. And we learned something today. Oh, now she's right? like, oh, I have some hope now. Then I'll do something. <laughs> I can see why maybe audiences thought this movie was a little dark. At the time, Uh movies weren't necessarily filmed like this, and it was very dark and a lot of silhouettes, and yeah. Oh, now she's... (laughs) Now she's trying to distract her. Using her lady charm to distract the Joker. Which Jack Nicholson's probably like, this is my favorite uh, scene I filmed for this movie. (laughs) We know Jack's a ladies' man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's, oh. Oh, oh, God. This is Whoa. Very sexual. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Going down out of frame. Batman uh. cock block. <laughs> and, he, and, he threw, and he threw out his uh, quote back at him about the family night. Going to kill you. I like when his hair gets a little messed up, too. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. God, that, I love this. Is, and the, that eternal question of, like, did Batman create the villains or the villains create Batman? Yeah. Yep. Chicken in the egg. This, yep. this Batman created the villains. But, <laughs> like, literally. He tried to save him. He tried to save him. By the way, Joker, Joker is definitely, he's got some fighting abilities in a, in a lot of the comics, um, and especially yeah. later on. This Joker is very, like, <laughs> that's, see, that's, that's, he's kind of a, yep, he tries for one punch, but it doesn't go too well. So, so both of these guys, oh, my God, and I love how, both of these guys probably have so much admiration and respect for each other because they're both of the theatrics, you know? Yeah. Batman wants to use fear. <laughs> That's right. And then you see the Joker there, like, dropping his fake teeth out of his mouth after he got hit. Obviously, that didn't happen in real life. That was a Joker, like, adding his comedy to it. He just had the it. pistol that had the bang come out. Yeah. <laughs> but wouldn't hit a guy with glasses. In the, uh, glasses. Yeah. Actually, yeah. actually, what he just said, if you notice, he just said, like, he brought it up and said, listen, you killed my parents. You made me. Mm. So that's so true. Right. So Batman might not exist if so he hadn't Joker, done it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he would have. Right. Yeah. right. But that's, I mean, in this movie, because like the the true true story yeah. of Joker didn't kill Which, his which, by the way, yes, comics, yeah. right. And 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 we've gotten the Flashpoint paradox, of course, with Thomas Wayne becoming Batman. But we have <laughs> never gotten a parallel universe. I don't believe where Batman didn't become Batman because who the hell would want to read that or see that? Right. Right. Actually, it just yeah. becomes the boring Bruce Wayne as a Playboy. I, I don't. Bruce um, Wayne, number one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> They'll run out of maybe DC will run out of ideas someday. Um, and, and going back, I did want to say going back. It's interesting going back to DC because that's just the way comics were back then. You know, Detective Comics, his first appearance. Superman, Action Comics was his first appearance. Wonder Woman, All Star Comics, and then eventually Sensation Comics. Um, you know, um, uh, uh, more funny comics. Uh, you know, that's what they were back then. Like they weren't like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Like it took a little while to get there, so it's interesting. Question for right. you, since I, as some of you capers may know, or maybe I'm talking about, I work at Sony Animation. We're doing Spider-Man into the Spider Verse right now. Oh. Now in the so that's taken from the Spider-Man comics. They have the Spider Verse, all these alternate reality versions of Spider-Man. They get pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Have they ever done anything like that with cartoons? 
Um, well, yeah, the movie we're making is a cartoon, but has has DC ever done anything like Mm. alternate universe versions of Batman? Because Marvel's done that with Spider-Man, where you have Spider-Ham and, uh, you know, all these weird noir Spider-Man. Nothing comes to mind that I can think of where they've done So they could do, that would be an opportunity to, when he never became Batman. DC does play with the, the notion of the multiverse. Which they actually do. They do with they the do. TV shows. Well, right. there there is the one animated right. movie where we get the Owl, um, who's That's pretty right. much actually, who, who is kind of that yes. version of the Batman. And yeah. in the actual like Justice League um, Unlimited TV show or Justice League, uh, they're, they're the, called the, the Justice Lords. The Justice Lords. Yeah. They, they do an animated. They do a uh, alternate universe version where where Superman and the Justice League take over and they become the Justice Lords. He he does mm-hmm. mention. After, Superman killing a joke. The owl character I mean, does at one point mention in the in the animated uh, TV show version, and I think in the animated movies. Well, uh, I think there was a movie one also, but he does mention like there's one Batman where you're this, and one where we're that. When he's like kind of yeah. monologuing to him before he dies at the end. So yeah, and, and Injustice too. Yeah. And Injustice, Superman kills the Joker, and they kind of, and it yep. kind of like turns into the way they're fighting each other. But I think you're right in the Spider Verse. Like, there's no version of Peter Parker where like he never got bit by the spider. He's just normal Peter Parker. So right. that'd be boring. So why would they do yeah. the first yeah. one? So we just had the Joker fall, fall to his presumed death, and he didn't fall in the Dark Knight. That's right. He did not. Well, because I think well in the Dark, I think Christopher Nolan was maybe going to bring him back as yeah. in Arkham Asylum, Wait, yeah. and obviously. I, I just have to point out, he just used the grappling gun thing. Like, where was that when he was walking up the stairs? <laughs> I mean, come on, save, man. Yeah, save it. You know, it's like that scene, a, it. scene in I Robot, yeah. where he he's like, you have. Three thousand seven hundred ninety-five more stairs until you get to the top. <laughs> you remember that part? No, I. Oh, I don't. Yes. I do. All right. Um, but I think. Sorry, what I were think, you saying about the Joker? Yeah. Are they with the initial plan? I think they wanted to bring Jack Nicholson back for one of the sequels, maybe a flashback, or Bruce has a vision or something. For what, um, one of these to bring, oh, bring him back, but that never ended up materializing. Oh yeah. well, I, I'm still so sad that Heath Ledger passed away because I'm pretty sure he was coming back for the next one. I oh, think. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty and sure he came back in, in, in some aspect. Yeah, I mean, Arkham, obviously, yeah. Scarecrow did. Oh, that's right. Well, well, maybe that's what it would have been oh, because I told yeah, you yeah, there yeah, was yeah, yeah. there was oh, yeah. a homage to an early uh, animated series where the Joker is a judge homage. for like a. Uh, Homage. <laughs> homage. 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 But uh, so I guess they put the scarecrow in for that role instead of what yeah, would have been right. the Joker because he's Ledger. Which is still yeah. cool because that was like a throwback to like two movies previous, you know. Yeah. Well, just think about how different but, that that third one would have been if jo- if Heath was still alive. I mean, you know it depends I mean? how integral I think they would have made him. To I think that adds that. to the yeah. mystique of the character. You don't know his backstory, and then you don't know what happened to him oh, either. You know Jesus. what I mean? Like in that yeah. trilogy, the course of that trilogy is like it, it, it's more uh, mysterious on both ends. You in know? that movie, there really wouldn't have made any sense for him to have a big role. I mean, he doesn't play a part with but Bane in that. Well, movie. maybe that's all. Yeah, they didn't write that movie until after he died. So. Yeah, no, no, right, right, right. right. Maybe they could have written why we would have seen something great. Maybe Nolan would have jumped to the Killing Joker. You know what I mean? I doubt. It. Could have been I, 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 I think he would have probably did, made have. Joker something smaller, and yeah. still went with a bigger, just a different storyline. Different scope, like this yeah. one. Like the like. Yeah. The one. I love that it's all contained in his role. It's just contained in one movie, one an Oscar. It's like so iconic. It's mm-hmm. perfect. It's perfect. You know the way. Not who his death was good. At, you know or anything, but I mean like the way it all ended up. The, they made the best they could and. Mm-hmm. Of the situation, it worked out. Yeah. So, so you guys First are right. legacy. Now, now we get it. Now we yeah. finally get the moment where we we know Lieutenant Gordon is coming into a little bit more of yeah. a connection or relationship. Got the iconic yeah. bat signal right there. Yeah, great. Which people thought was like looking into a mouth at first. <laughs> <laughs> like thinking about like trying to design oh, this. Interesting. Yeah. 
That's all they needed to promote this movie. All the early posters and stuff. Just that symbol. Yeah. Can you imagine? You were talking about this earlier, Chad. It was like there was no internet. There was no YouTube. Like people would be calling the movie theaters to figure out what time the Batman trailer was going to play, and they would purchase tickets just to go see that trailer. Right? Like, can you imagine? Did you hear about that for certain big movies like Phantom Menace or something? People just go see the you know pay yeah, for I the heard, ticket I heard and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 And the first screening, I thought the first screening of the trailer was. I, I think that the the fans were demanding a trailer, so the first. See the first trailer that ever came out was in Westwood, I think. Mm. Played in a theater they did a little there. Teaser, yeah, yeah. And uh, to you said pre-internet, you know, when people protested Michael Keaton's casting, I think they oh, actually yeah. sent, like you had to send like fifty thousand letters to Warner Brothers. You know, mailroom was probably <laughs> a little overwhelmed. Oh. Yeah. Are we about to see Batman like on the top of a building? Because if we are, well, is that what happens here? Of course. I mean, it seems like it. Yeah. Because it's kind of well, and that's We're how that's, that's how the opening for the Batman animated series kind of oh, leads. There we go. Oh, right. yep. Epic. That's epic that's ending shot. So they, I just feel like they I really did take stuff. from this for the Batman animated series. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, well, that was awesome yeah. ending. The music swelled. That was incredible. Catch yeah. Good stuff. Good Ooh. stuff. Yeah. Very now we're in the credits. That Who's was starring Tracy Walter epic, for man. Big Alright, so Capers, so, this was fun. We we finished the movie and now we're into the credits, if you can't tell. And um, we're uh, Project, Bob Kane. Project consultant. Uh, project consultant. Pro, pro, production coordinator. <laughs> production coordinator. PC, project okay. PC. <laughs> he has to work his in, way up in the film business. In, inside, you know? inside, inside, inside joke, people. You gotta pay your dues. Our beloved... Film School Dropout is going to shoot. You working on two projects right now? I am working on two shows right now. He uh, sounds they're all so enthusiastic. They're, they're, they're all television. Not you know, we don't, we, don't, we don't talk about that too often, but we all, we all actually work in the entertainment industry. And why don't we just for fun go down the line and tell everyone what we do? So you want to go first? Yeah, well, um, I'm, currently I'm, a, I'm an editor. I'm an editor. Um, I'm currently working on this talk show right now. And I'm, I'm working on a new show called uh, 20-something that just nice. recently released on uh, YouTube. Um so yeah, it's it's uh, it's a fun show. Watch, look up twenty something on um, on YouTube. Cool, awesomeness TV. Awesome. Nice, I know that name. Yeah. What awesome. about you, nice. Martin? Um, what pays the bills is I work in marketing for an agency that works with one of our top studios here in Los Angeles, and then what I do for for uh, the creative side is production in terms of podcasts. This is our first podcast ever, and short films. Currently writing and working on some things. So. This end of the year, we just we, we're laughing at a uh, Prince's <laughs> His, Prince's lyrics come up on the subtitles on the movie, which is hilarious. It said Prince, and then like the lyrics. Rather gouging to my mind. I will say, go listen to the Prince soundtrack. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> movie after it. Please do. Yeah. So production and all that creative, all the creative stuff you can think of here in Los Angeles. That's me. Cool. Oh, I uh, I mentioned it earlier, but I work at Sony Pictures Animation, and I did work for the overhead production there, but now I'm the visual development coordinator on the feature Vivo, which we're doing, which releases in November 2020. Uh, it's with original songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda, so it's a musical, and yeah, it'll be cool. So I work with the artists as they're designing the characters and the environments and and uh, shaping the movie and everything, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Ryan, the collector here, uh, I actually work in the brand and licensing department for uh, one of, if not the biggest, unscripted, uh, otherwise known as reality television production companies called Endemol Shine North America. So we do Master Chef, we do Big Brother, um, our UK division does uh, Peaky Blinders and Black Mirror, and, and, and you know, a bunch of other shows, uh, as well as shows that 
companies that we uh, essentially have licensed out or freely, however you want to call it, but we have companies that are through Animal Shine, through the main group that do a lot of other great shows as well, um, like Shaws of Sunset and uh, this show on Bravo, which is leaving my mind at the moment. But um, yeah, so we all work in entertainment, and I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Also, Martin has a script for a great short film idea, which I think potentially all of us may potentially work on at some point. Yeah. Because we all could. But Any potential investors yeah. out there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Send, send the... us some money through by way of um, a check <laughs> in the mail, because let's do it old school. <laughs> and <laughs> the credits are over already. These <laughs> old 80s, wow, 80s credits. So wow, that was like, that was like without, three without minutes CG. of credits. I thought we had at least another 12 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, guys, we got to add to this. Uh, no, and that's... Uh, the credits for Batman. So That's what's what's coming up Batman. next? What do we uh, can we give a little hint or should we, we don't know what's coming up? I next. think no, we, we might next. still be working okay. on it. You have to wait and see. Definitely be surprised. Say, say, mystery. We don't want to promise anything because like we change the order. Batman. Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, capers. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please remember to subscribe, subscribe. like us, poke us, yeah. and uh, share <laughs> us. Uh, share comment. Us. Comment. Talk about us. Promote us. Tag us. Say something. Something, something, something. Whatever else you kids are doing these days. Kate, Snapchat us. I don't even know. Do we have a Snapchat? Anyways. <laughs> I don't think we do. Get, get, get that Pinterest on. Vines <laughs> 2018. Find us on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't there yet. Now, right. Do we need <laughs> interns? We can have job <laughs> postings on LinkedIn. We should have an intern. Let's now get you guys know where all these guys work, except for me. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, Capers. Capers out. Oh.